My name is Dirty Mike, and I am a certified G and a bona fide stud. You can't teach that. And this right here, this is the big ugly. And he's sitting right here. You can't teach that. No, you can't. Bada boom, realest podcast in the room. How you doing? See, I got to start it off a different way every single way. You know I see, what I'm man. saying? I, yeah, I don't, I don't like change. So I know you. Well, we're, we're back. You don't like change. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a bad <laughs> podcast for you because change <laughs> is a coming. My name is Dirty Mike, and I am the Big Ugly. And we got guests in the mansion on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a while, but we got guests. Let's introduce these guests. Go ahead, guys. Yes. Introduce yourself. All right, fine. I'll do it. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Desert Storm. Mikey D, I can't. I need you to do it. Wait, wait, wait you mean? I, 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 yeah, that's both, all I got. Do, announce, okay. both of, announce both of us. Okay, so I'm going to do this because, so we got the East Wing of the Pentagon, the West Wing of the White House, the Beast of America, Desert Storm. So right? much better. Is that okay? Yes. And then we've got the baddest man in Maryland, the Maryland Dream, the man who put the Z in cruise, the one, the only Apollo Cruise. Thank you so much. Is that better? Yeah, absolutely. That's really, that's and really you know what? Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a real quick favor? I gotta put you guys on the spot. Okay, I know, go no, ahead. I know. I appreciate that, Mike. I just one. You, you go ahead. One quick favor. Hey, Big Ugly, can you do me a favor? Yes, sir. Can you stand up? He's gonna stand up. Okay. You can ask also, him to turn around now? No, 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 no. Okay. And then sit what down. are we doing here? And then sit down. Okay. I just taught him how to sit down. <laughs> oh, so you, you can teach you them. Can. Ah, <laughs> you see what happens here. Damn, I didn't even know where that it. was going. <laughs> hey, we got another guest in the house. This is a loyal EWA Pro Wrestling customer. He is a loyal Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast listener, and uh, he's been one of my best friends for over 20 years now. Jam and Jason in the house. Oh, it's great to be here in the mansion. The mansion, mansion. and we got a lot of people in the mansion today. What was that, uh, Apollo? Did you say something? Just now? Yes. No, I didn't. I thought you were trying to reintroduce yourself. I thought you were. No, I'm fine. <laughs> I was. I did shed a tear because that's probably the last time you're going to introduce Desert Storm and myself. Together. I don't think so. <laughs> well, I understand the tears, but I don't think so because we got Storm Cruise 2020. I still believe in this. You should. I'm I, a believer. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna need to, you got my considering vote. what's going on right now. Jamie and Jason, would you vote for Storm Cruise <laughs> Absolutely. 2020? Absolutely. Yeah. So you got at least... I was ready last time. <laughs> <laughs> and we had some uh, political controversies with that one, unfortunately. You're not yeah. old enough to be uh, president of the United States or something. I don't know. Whatever. But in 2020, I will. Yes, As a matter of fact, this July, I turned 35, so I am officially old enough to run for president. You are old. I am. I'm uh, older. You're older. <laughs> so yeah. you and me, we're That's about right. the same age, Jam and Jason. But anyway, we got a huge podcast, Big Ugly. You want to tell them what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, man. So we're going to talk about EWA Sweet 16 Sweet. for a little bit, which I'm going to need you guys to fill me in because I was out doing some cinematography stuff, so wasn't able to be there. So I want to get filled in, and then later on, we're going to talk about WrestleMania. WrestleMania, because we're in WrestleMania season. Yes. And uh, it's all about, we, we've got so many, we got like 1,400 matches at WrestleMania right now, so we're going to talk about a little bit about that. So, let's dive right in, and let's talk about the Sweet 16. Let's talk about the winner of the 2017 Sweet 16 Tournament Apollo Trophy. Cruz. I know, let's go ahead and talk about that. Apollo Cruz. Way to go, Apollo. I wish. Welcome to the club, my man. I know. Apollo, you won the good. tournament. What year was that? 2012. 2012, you won the tournament. Because um, there is a fantastic picture circulating on social media with all of the past and the current um, tournament winners, minus 
one. Minus one. Um, but you say his name. <laughs> he was the 2011. You know, I was you said you introduced him. The 2011 him. Sweet yes. 16 champion. Yes. The Black Jack Tripper Drollers. Exactly. And I, I have nothing but love for him. Of course. I've worked with him. You've worked with him. Yeah. Uh, Kenny, I think you've worked. Uh, we've all worked yep. with him. I'm sorry. Apollo, good Lord. See, you called yourself Kenny on a previous podcast. You let the cat out of the bag. Yes, I, Apollo Kenny Cruz. Apollo. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny is his middle name. I, well, I understand that. Kenneth. Maybe I should just change to Apollo Cruzy because of the other guy. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't want to talk about that you other guy. You were here first. He'll right. be gone. Oh, well, real Apollo Cruz. Right, yeah, that you. other guy doesn't exist. That's right. right. Um, even though he's supposed to be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, I think it's going to be you. You're going to be in the Andre the you're Giant gonna, Memorial Battle Royal. And you're going to win. You're going to be the Cruz that walks out. Could there be a Cruz Irwait division? Did you see what I just did there? <laughs> <laughs> you got that, you got that Cruz Irwait one. Hey, you got that Cruiserweight <laughs> title shot earlier this year, man. I was kind of so surprised. I didn't realize you were dropping weight for that. I, well, you know what? I was trying my best, but uh, <laughs> you noticed he was the first one eliminated. So I did. I didn't drop enough. You weren't fast enough, <laughs> man. That's right. <laughs> Unbelievable. But yes, this year, 2017 Sweet 16 Tournament Trophy winner, Desert Storm. Congratulations. Thank you so Desert much. Desert Storm. Thank you. And well it does, deserved. And I will say it does feel good to be a part of the club. And that picture you're talking about, you know, I see it all the time. And I can't stop looking at it, honestly, because I see the, the, the group of men that I've joined uh, in, in that. And, you know, I've been... EWA heavyweight champion, uh, EWA tag champion, heavyweight and tag champion at the same time. That's right. Maryland champion. And it's just one of those things where it's like, that was the one last thing I, that eluded me because there's no way I was dropping t- down at 220. <laughs> so oh, come it's, on. It's, uh, You're only 40 or 50 pounds away. Yeah. Not oh, that no, bad. Oh, a little bit more. Really? But uh, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot four. I, I announced you, you know? at 275. Was yeah, I wrong yeah, about 275. that? Yeah, 275. No, that's it. So <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, maybe I'm also bad at math too, so you were right. Um, but, <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, you. Being, being a part of that club, you know, along with Drolix and being in that picture it's just one of those things where it's like you know, there's only six of us that can say it there's there's been seven tournaments and only six of us can say that we we yeah. won the sweet 16 it's, it feels it feels really special you know it's, it's very special and you know there's no t- title shot that comes up with it comes with it this year especially because I have retired uh, but it's one of those things where it's like you know you can't take it away from me and it just feels really good and it, it is it does live in history um, and it's a piece of history. That picture is fantastic. And it was great to be actually physically be in the ring uh, while you were accepting your trophy and giving your retirement speech. That's very right, big ugly. I'm sorry to say Desert Storm is officially retired from in ring action. And it's I know official. that makes you very sad. I'm, I'm very sad. You just kind of glossed over that, too. Like He just I said it because it's like, yeah, I'm retired. Like, like <laughs> like, we well, got to dig into this. Uh, when did you come to this decision? I came to this decision about six months ago. I had been mulling it over for a little bit because it was just, it was one of those things where, you know, I've done a lot in EWA, you know, and I've wrestled around the, the you know, this, this area and states away and stuff like that. And I, in a, in a, professional, in a professional sense, you know, I'm a, I like to think I'm a pretty talented guy. You know, I have a lot of uh, other talents that, that aren't just wrestling. If you've seen the videos on EWA Pro Wrestling, yeah, that's one of them. That is one of them. Uh, and, and I'm very good uh, at a lot of things. Uh, and I want to explore other avenues. You know, Winning the Sweet 16 was the last thing I could do in EWA. And I just wanted to explore other avenues. And there's other opportunities out there. And I love doing production work. I love doing. I love acting. I also do you know, uh, work. I, I've done extra work on House of Cards before. And you Netflix. Know, I, yeah, I just also love... To be able to um, just just work on it. So. Did you meet Spacey? 
Have I? Yes. Me and Spacey actually had a uh, five-minute conversation. I remember that story. Uh, uh, One day uh, we were in between takes, and it was, you know, it was was amazing that, you know, this guy has been around for all these years. He's an Academy Award winner, and he walks directly to me and shakes my hand, and we begin speaking, and he starts talking to me, asking me questions about myself. And I'm like, the whole time I'm answering these questions, I'm like, that's that's Kevin Spacey, right? You know, that's the spaceman, Kevin Spacey. And it's just one of those things where, you know, it completely blew my mind. It had me on cloud nine the rest of the day. But because I love working in the entertainment industry, no matter what I do, uh, it's a you know, it's a thing I'll always treasure. And we appreciate that. Hey, Jam and Jason, I want to get you in here because you've been a fan of EWA Pro Wrestling for quite some time, um, pretty much since I got into the business five years ago. Uh, loyal friend and compatriot that you are. So you've seen Desert Storm. You've seen him through you know, the USA era, the anti-USA era, the DOD era, the supremacy era. Um, and you saw uh, this past Sweet 16, you saw him go through the entire tournament. How do you view Desert Storm? Have you seen this as a successful run for EWA for Desert Storm? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Especially when you look back at the last year, and you know, even the Steel Cage match that you had—that was an epic match, epic, epic match. That's right. We're talking about one last dance that we were talking about. Yes, one, yes, one last, last dance because he's been in a few Steel Cages. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was recently. No, I'm just saying yeah. everything that's led up this year, you know, to the Steel Cage match, even though it didn't quite go the way you wanted it to. But mm-hmm. I still great. have a question about that. That's but, you true. Know, hey, that's you true. know what? But it just built up perfectly to the Sweet 16. It was just the total cap. So you saw a story going through there. Story, absolutely. Excellent, and that's great. So, because uh, Desert Storm, you're a good storyteller. Thank you, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, Apollo Cruz, the uh, partner, the bromance, you know, this was the uh, level two, I believe, in the tournament that was the first match that you both had at Sweet 16. Yeah. It was Apollo Cruz versus Desert Storm that I announced that you were doing back at the uh, free practice session that we had, and you guys were like, what? And, you know what I'm saying? But not, maybe not exactly like that. Yeah, the tournament can be an evil bitch, you know? Yeah. Whoa! Oh, hey, oh, big yeah. can we, uh, <laughs> we leave that one in? PG-13 allows one. Okay, yeah, we, we one. got one. I know, because we had a, a few F-bombs here dropped by a few people. But anyway, I, yeah. I hear you. So uh, tell me about that, Apollo, Kenneth. Um, you know, talk to me about the first match in the tournament with the bromance that happened between Apollo Crews and Desert Storm. Well, it's one of those things you get in the ring and you had a tag team partner for the past two years, year and a half about. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, no, we, I, think, I think we started at the well, uh, 2015 Sweet 16 is where. Actually, but no, we've been. We've well, been we were like, partners before that, too. Yeah, yeah. so we were It's in, been a little more than yeah, two years. Yeah, yeah we were in the Christian Academy together back in 2012. That's yeah, right. So, and, and then, uh, you know, we, we teamed back up these past two years and when. You get in the ring, you face your partner, the guy that you that was your your, your battle brother, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you saw we didn't yeah. want to hit each other. We, we yeah. didn't, you know, I didn't. It almost came to blows a couple of times, you know. Both of you uh, sort of teased into that. Yeah, but uh, I was just trying to see where the other shoe was going to drop. It was more of the spirit of competition, you know. We're 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 competitors when, it, when you know, no matter what. We this started. is true because. But, Go ahead. Well, then when he tickled me, I don't like to be tickled, so I kind of got a little bit mad. Yeah, that's when he kind of took my head off and a little bit. I had bit. to come in with the clothes on, but, uh, you know. So it was the just, tickling that put you over the it, edge. It was the tickling that put me over the edge. That's right. Wow. But uh, not too bad. Um, it was just a good match, and, and we just didn't want to, you know, prolong the pain too much. And luckily, he came in with that big boot and ended the misery. It was big. Misery. Yeah. yeah. And one, two, three. For the I've done that one. <laughs> did you feel a little bit there in the uh did you feel it a little bit when you threw that big boot oh man well i mean for those who don't know before i 
gave him the big boot as he was getting back up. I, I told, I said, I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I said, I'm sorry. I love you. Flashback to WrestleMania 24, <laughs> I believe. And I kicked him dead in his face. You sure did. <laughs> this one was with more emotion. Yeah. Believe so, more than Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels? I think so. Yeah, yeah. There, was, there was a lot of... A lot of bromance lot going, of bro on. going on. And there's nothing wrong with any bro, you know. And this is my bro. Yeah. So, of course, I'm going to, you know, show the guy love. Bros yeah, before, uh, boots, I don't know. He did, well, he sure did. At least one big boot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did deserve it for tickling him, though. I tickled him in front of the capacity crowd. So you know, And it was. You don't uh, do that to another grown man. What? <laughs> so. And that's good advice for everybody at this table. No tickling. Um, yeah. But in yeah, front of a crowd. A, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. we're in front of five people here. I know we were in front of almost 500 there at the Sweet 16. So, you know, I'll tell you what. But that was, that was fun to watch. And then you both uh, hugged it out after it was over. And know. we... Shared chapsticks and we switched T-shirts and we walked off into the sunset. I believe that was when I said something to our uh, timekeeper, Mr. Joe Clunk, about sanitary. Um, you know, it's you know sharing chapsticks and switching T-shirts after the sweat was flying and bros. the tears were flying. So you need to know. Where so uh, you know, I'm, I'm surprised you both aren't laid up right now with some yeah. kind of you know you infection. Watch, it, watch an NFL game. One of the the things they do at the end of the game is they switch jerseys with with the guy they just did battle with. So that was the yeah. best way we could. Show respect, and, and and then I was lucky enough to be able to come back out and, and watch him win the tournament. I mean, that, that was pretty amazing. You did. Me, yeah. yeah. And um, we're, we're going to get into that. Uh, let's talk about the uh, four-way, the elimination four-way. match. Oh, my goodness. So you, you advanced in the tournament, Storm. Yes. And you made it into the four-way, and you Which were taking level on three. Level, level three. three. Yes. We've got a lot of numbers going on here. Well, level for those three. who don't know, the reason why that these were – EWA did something a little different this year. We kind of went with a video game thing. We sure did. Um, level one was done at the uh, the EWA Paint Factory, the free practice session. The free practice session, right? And um, those were there were eight matches, and they were filmed. And uh, the four winners of the eight, I'm sorry, the eight winners of the eight matches, uh, all advanced into you know their level two matches. Mm-hmm. You know, just like when you advance when you're playing video games into level two. That's right. And in level three, of course, was a little bit harder, and <laughs> that was the four way, and I got my ass beat. You certainly did. Um, you were out there by the timekeeper's table most of the match after getting flogged. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, once again, something else I deserved. There was a lot of things I deserved that I got on uh, <laughs> last Saturday. Um, you know me. I've done. I've been through. Uh, I believe five evolutions. Mm-hmm. Evolution Battle Royals. Yep. Uh, I only missed one because I was I was heavyweight champion, uh, which coincidentally is when I wrestled Sean Cannon uh, and lost the title. Mm-hmm. A lot uh, of history there. We're gonna get to yes. the punk rock all star Sean Cannon, but go yeah, ahead. Yes, we will. So I've been in fi- been through five Evolution Battle Royals. I've been through several uh, multi man matches, mm-hmm. four ways, three ways, cage matches, ladder matches. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew the best idea, the best thing I could do was to stay as far away from everyone as possible. So that's why I initially started the match the way I did. I started by throwing everyone out. And I figured, oh, they would all battle amongst themselves. No, that's not what happened. They all came in together <laughs> and beat the hell out of me. Um, but at that point, I was like, okay, plan B. Let me get the hell out of here. And I kind of hung out outside of the ring. Um, uh, but the whole Joe Badami thing uh, with the chapstick, I had nothing to do with that. Um, that was yeah. all Inspector Vinny. So, yeah, that's the Maryland State Commission of Athletics. I wanted to ask you about that because Joey Badami was in that match. Um, you know, um, what? what, what? Uh, you saw that. Jamie Jason, chapstick disqualification. I don't think anywhere happen? in wrestling that's ever happened. I, never. Never. Ever. Paulo? Well, 
No, I've never seen it. Thank hey, God, God, because we would have been. It is a fun yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so okay. So for, so for those who don't know what happened, I was, as I made my way back in the ring after getting destroyed, I tried to, you know, recharge my batteries by applying a little bit of the old, you know, party time chapstick. And Joe Badami took it out of my hand. And I was just like, all right, that sucks. You know, I kind of need that. And he tried to apply it on to me, I'm guessing in some sort of, uh, you know, like, hi, a-hole, I got you now. <laughs> and he didn't realize that Inspector Vinny was sitting behind me. And, God, he got disqualified. Yeah, uh, because he was using a foreign object. Now, I mean, me using chapstick on myself, I guess it's kind of like if I use a chair on myself. It's kind of weird, but I can't get disqualified for that. But he used, he tried to use the chapstick on me, and as soon as that happened, Inspector Vinny uh, uh, cut, cut loose. He and, sure did. And uh, Badami went running after him. Uh, and so that left Wes Mercer and Duran Jay. Duran Jay. So, um, the artist. That, that's Durange. right, the artist Duran Jay. So let, let's talk about this, and I'm going to ask Jamie and Jason one more time. So going into this four-way, who did you see advancing into the final? My pick, sorry, Desert Storm. My pick was Wes Mercer. Yeah, Wes well, Mercer, it's all good. He, he is very talented. He's a, he's a hard man yep. to beat. Yep. He's a hard man to beat. He beat me you in know, the casket match. Yes. Sir. <laughs> so. One point during that match, I'm pretty sure you opened your chapstick and gave Mercer some. Yeah, I also applied uh, uh, after the match was over. I uh, I, okay, I, I, I did I did beat uh, Wes Mercer by submission. He was his shoulder was already banged up, and I knew that it was a target. I targeted it, so I, I went after. The shoulder and um, put him in submission. He tapped. It took him a little bit, but he tapped. And after the match, he you know showed his respect, hugged me because you know we were all dogs and we, we were all the same do- in the same. We were all dogs in the same fight uh, for the supremacy thing. That's right. And um, even though Wes Mercer never really clearly picked a side. Well, once they attacked him, and, I mean, I and think that kid, maybe he picked a side almost. there. Yeah, he, he definitely had to. But you know, he hugged me, showed his respect. I mean, I've known Wes and mostly have been at odds with Wes for the last six years. Um, shows respect, so I gave him a little bit of uh, a little bit of a parting gift on the way you out. You sure did. <laughs> and I applied him some chapstick for him. Were you jealous, some? Apollo? No, I was. I was loving that. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew what West thought of that, and you know, yeah. no, West, you said you've been on the wrong side with West. Everyone's yeah. on the wrong side. Yeah, with West, yeah so that's so right. When somebody can do something like that to him, it's kind of a win for for the world. So yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Wes uh, actually got a win over T.J. Sykes earlier in the tournament. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't even believe that because he came out injured. You know. And he, um, it, TJ took it to him, too. He really did. And uh, Wes fought hard all the way through the tournament. And Wes has not won this tournament either before. Um, Which is crazy. He's been here for 13 years, and he just hasn't had the good luck in, in the tournament yet. But he's won the Cruiserweight Championship, and he cannot be defeated four for times. that belt. It's four times. Four times. The only four-time The only four-time. Right now, he's, he's, he's gunning for uh, Adam Cole's record. For uh, longest reigning cruiserweight champion, and Adam Cole was the first ever, I believe, right cruiserweight champion in EWA. Uh, I'm not sure. I have to check the records what on that. Our, but what I, is that record? The uh, record? Oh my god! It's uh, it's well over. It's like two years. It's two it? years plus. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah. I'm pretty sure Frazier was. I think Frazier. Frazier. Was the first. Derek Frazier. Yeah. EWA Hall of Legends. Yeah. Hall Derek of Legends. Hall of Legend uh, inductee. Derek How about Frazier. that? Yeah. So I mean, it, it was it was a good match. Four way match. You won. You moved forward. Into and, the uh, final boss. Level. Into the final boss. Right after we had uh, the Hamden Hammer, Bill Ward, and Pete Eibner against the Oddball Army, but we'll talk about that at a later time. Um, but let's talk about the final boss level. <laughs> and um, the punk rock all-star, Sean Cannon, well documented that a uh, deal was made. He was brought in for the final match, the main event, the final boss, and he brought both of his 2013 and 2014 Sweet 16 tournament trophies with him. He 
placed him in the ring. He said, this is my flag. This is my ring. Here we go. And it was great to see him back in an EWA ring. I don't know how great it was for you to look across the ring. Oh, big ugly. It's PG-13 rules, right? Yes. So I get one S-word, too? You get one S-word, one F-bomb. Thank you. That's what I thought the PG-13 rules were. Yeah. Mike... Sean Cannon beat the shit out of me. All right, you know, right. I'm gonna let that one slide too because that that's was absolutely the case. The, he he, and, and I'm gonna use my my final one. He fucked me up. <laughs> All right, but it's it's not your <laughs> final one. It was our final one. Oh man, okay? I'm sorry, it was for all of us. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You, you all of us. I am so sorry. You just got us all out of the PG-13. <laughs> yeah. We might have okay. to raise the rating yeah. on this. Oh no 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 no! no. Hey, you get one F bomb in the PG-13, and I use it, and I yeah, got it. Oh man, let me tell you. I learned that in, in some so of my travels to Hollywood. But yes. That was, I mean, I was very happy to have a ringside seat for that one. <laughs> I mean, but you could hear those strikes all the way through the building. You could see the damage on both bodies. Um, he was not the same man he was when he left. Here. Oh, no, because I did referee the match where he actually won the EWA Heavyweight Championship against you. Yeah. And I saw a completely different Sean Cannon. There was. And, uh... His, it, well, I will say his knee still tastes the same. I'll say that. I'm sure it does. Um, <laughs> there's that, and um, yeah, he. But it was it was brutal. It was brutal. It was very brutal. And the fact that I was able to come out with the victory, I and you know, Sean Cannon passed out due to the pain. He did not tap. He did not quit. He did, he not. did not get pinned. Um, and I think that was a very fitting way to end that match. Jim, no. Jason, you're a fan. That had to be a match to watch as oh, a fan. Was. Like, as fantastic. How did you it was. It was see quite, that? Quite an epic back and forth, devastating moves all around. And yeah, it was yeah. great. Now, it was great. Now, for those who don't know, uh, the the finisher that I put him in with is, is a combination uh, clutch sleeper hole, mm-hmm. which is what caused Sean Cannon to uh, to lose consciousness briefly. Uh, so it was, you know. Illegal. It was a legal sleeper hold, but you know, it wasn't a choke. I don't believe it was not. It was not a choke. It was not a choke. It's just cutting off on the side here. Cut off the uh, circulation of air to the side of the neck, um, and you know, kind of hits both sides. And yeah, referee, uh, uh, referee Corey Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R, Burger Cookies dot com. Burger Cookies, get them, eat them. Yeah. Uh, he was right there. Yeah, and he uh, he raised the hand three times, and it fell, and that was it. Um, and I basically fell over. <laughs> Myself, because of you've been through a long night. I've been through a long night, and I tell you one thing, man. Uh, the uh, Niagara Falls, Apollo, Niagara Falls, tears, oh, yeah. tears. They, I couldn't tell. I knew I was crying, but I couldn't tell the difference between the tears and the sweat. But I knew I was crying because that was it, man. That was it. And then uh, most of the locker room emptied, uh, with uh, some exceptions, of course. Yeah. But uh, entered the ring. I was in there announcing the winner. 2017 Sweet 16 Desert Storm and uh, you know people entered the ring including your nemesis over the past year and a half two years uh, it's been about three the Prince of Pop Style it's, it's over two for sure maybe three yeah. the Prince of Pop Style TJ Sykes yeah. and uh, respect was given embrace uh, very similar to what we saw at the end of the cage match one last dance yeah now the, the embrace of the cage was more of like I said a a respectful show between two guys who just gave it their all, and that, yeah, uh, that, however, the one, uh, the one embrace at the end of the Sweet Sixteen was more of a, you know, understanding. I'm not going to say passing of the torch for the most part, but it, it was, you know, especially because of what happened shortly before that. And I'm going to let you get into that, Mikey D. 
What are we talking about specifically uh, Pat here? Anthony. Absolutely. Hashtag Pat Anthony. So uh, I wanted to, you know, make sure we got through that part of it before we got into that. So earlier on in the show, um, there was a confrontation between hashtag Pat Anthony uh, and the Prince of Pop style, TJ Sykes, uh, after TJ had lost to Wes Mercer. And Pat, hashtag Pat Anthony basically said, you are a disgrace to us, you're a loser, you know, you're the reason that Supremacy has not done everything that they need to do. And then uh, Supremacy was joined by not only the social media ambassador Violet, but also the Dark Horses. And, um, you know, there were words exchanged and hashtag Pat Anthony basically said, I'm, I'm going to tear you up. I'm going to beat you down. Do I get a C word for Violet? No, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, okay, we, we, we I just make sure. Yeah, just make sure. Right. That's, that's a little further than that. <laughs> but I think we know what C word you're talking about yeah. there. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, yeah, so um, TJ Sykes did not back down. He did not run. He took the beating. Uh, bad. Took a bad beating. Uh, yeah, I saw it. And basically this means not necessarily that supremacy is no more, but that TJ Sykes is no longer in supremacy. Correct. I would pretty much assume that. I believe so. Well, I'll shoot. I <laughs> Especially considering what happened at the uh, Sweet 16 Finals. Well, the Sweet 16 Finals. Why don't you talk about that? You were in the final. Yeah, okay. So, um, I, you know. Because there was a little interference Cannon, there. Cannon had, uh, he was busy jawjacking the crowd. I guess he felt like because he had been beating me for at least 10 straight minutes that, um, you know, he had it in the bag. But he wanted to showboat, showboat a little bit, you know, and, and, and stick it to the crowd that he hadn't worked or wrestled in front of. For the past three years, almost, and mm-hmm. uh, he ran towards me. I'm guessing I'm not sure what he was trying to do. He ran towards me. I caught him in the throat. He grabbed Corey the ref. I choke slammed him at the same time. He was still holding the Corey, mm-hmm. and Corey's down. So then they see you know as I go for the pin, which was three. I got the three count on that plus four. Absolutely. I go to check on Corey, and they see you know, I turn around and uh, hashtag Pat Anthony's behind me, clutching the title as if he's going to hit me with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just like, are you serious? Like, come on, man. Like, do I really have enough of this? And I'm guessing this has a lot to do with what happened at the beginning of the show because uh, I came out and forced you, Mikey D, to be handcuffed to Violet, yes, Violet that's right. uh, during his title match. Well, you wanted to make sure she didn't get involved because she sticks her nose in everything. Right, exactly. You wanted so. to be a fair world championship contest. Yes. Or heavyweight championship contest, I should say. Yeah, and uh, so he's probably coming back to get me back for it. And um, next thing you know, TJ came out and super kicked him. Pat turns around right into the choke slam. My choke slam, Pat, and TJ uh, finishes chasing him off. That was and, awesome. And yeah, and I see, and I, I, I guarantee that nobody ever thought they'd see a combination TJ super kick into a Desert Storm choke slam, but that happened. I never thought that happened. I, I, not, so neither I, did I. Yeah. Didn't see it coming. How about you? Did you see any yeah. of that coming? Did yeah. you see at the beginning of the night, Supremacy's all together, but by the end of the night, Supremacy's. You know, out, you know, gone, TJ's gone, and then there's all this controversy back and forth. Jamie Jason, no, did you see that coming? That was a total shock. That was a shock. I tell you, there's some wild things happening in EWA Pro Wrestling. Yes, there is. And there could be some wild things happening moving forward. We, unfortunately, no longer have the talents of Desert Storm in the ring because um, of the retirement. And, you know, what, hey, well, it just, all that means is things are probably going to get less creepy. <laughs> <laughs> It's not well, I don't know if Apollo's still here, so... I mean, Apollo's going to carry on the chapstick, I think, right? You know, I'm going to carry on the chapstick. I might have a bro tour to try to find somebody... Bro that tour. I might go on a bro tour, not to yeah. replace you, obviously. Oh, man, that, that would be heartbreaking. No, 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 not to replace you, 
but somebody that I can, when I need a shoulder to cry on, that will be there for me until I can leave and come back to see you. But, right, I mean, you know, I'm always. But I will be taking applications. Um, it's kind of like a tough enough, but more of a bro enough. <laughs> can I apply? Are you bro enough? I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, mean, you'll be a judge. I love to be a judge. So, <laughs> yeah. are you bro are enough? Are you bro enough? I like that. Check this out. You know, stay tuned for Making that. Making moves over here. So. <laughs> And it is all leading eventually to uh, Faith No More 3 on uh, May 13th, you know, Saturday, Tall Cedars Hall, Parkville, Maryland, by the way. Interaction. EWA. Interaction. Interaction. A lot more coming on that. Yes, Apollo. Going back to supremacy real quick. Let's go back to supremacy. Well, that did shock me what happened that night. It didn't shock me overall because when you have a group of guys that are trying to make a name for themselves just by doing extreme terrible things, <laughs> I mean, what's what's the most terrible thing you can do? And that's turn on a brother, right? So eventually, something super like kicking that was a handicapped happen. guy in the face is pretty bad. Well, we know bros, all right. We know bros. Mm. Attacking a, somebody with a box cutter is pretty bad. Uh, super kicking a ring announcer, but I mean, there were some things that you guys came together oh, on. Hey, don't forget about the uh, the jumper cables. I, well, the yeah, jumper JT. cables. God bless the all nighter party <laughs> fighter JT Moore, who almost became the EWA heavyweight These champion. Guys are such a holes. Almost. I can't imagine who would do horrible things like that. The Either. DOD didn't do horrible things like that years ago. Actually, they did some pretty bad stuff, but I don't know if it was this bad. All, all a little, we little did, bit of vehicular manslaughter. All we did was give a girl Stockholm Syndrome and hit somebody with a car. That's all we did. <laughs> That's what I'm That's talking practically about. practically nothing compared to what's <laughs> Right. That's really... It's always a minor offense. But I have a feeling a lot of those crazy like things are not going to be happening the only, anymore. It's possible. He hit Bill Ward with a car. I mean, it was yeah. just a hand and hammer. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, he, else I mean, he did, no, it was just him. Okay. It's just him. It was just him. Wait, not, well, it was somebody that wasn't the EWA, it was just but him. we fled the scene. Oh, the, oh, yeah, that was. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, yeah, that, yeah. that was after a night of partying. I'm sure it was. Party time. <laughs> Oof. We know about partying. We say that in front of a live mic. Down in New Orleans. New Orleans, woo! Ain't nothing better than more of a party time than down there. Oh, my goodness. Big Ugly, what do you got for Desert Storm here? He's a very busy man. Um, we're going to, you know, kind of wrap this up, kind of a Desert Storm. What do you got for him? Uh, he's your, hey, he, you're, you're the man. He is, he's yeah. your idol. Yeah, man. I was just going to say, so I was at retirement speech, man. The retirement speech. Did you get speech. emotional? Oh, my God, yeah. He was emotional. I can barely get through it. Barely. <laughs> You barely get through it. I'm sure somebody has a cell phone video of it on Facebook. There's several videos. I'm sure that EWA will release a video of it uh, pretty soon at some point. But, um, yeah, it was, you know, all I could do uh, when I concentrated on that on that speech, I told Jim Christian, the owner, thank you for everything. And, you know, that's that, that was, you know, one of the most important things to me was to tell him thank you. Because he, without him, there'd be no EWA. Uh, without him, Desert Storm wouldn't have had the platform that Desert Storm would have had to be as crazy as he was. Uh, and then I thanked the people I worked with. You know, the talent backstage. You know, my bro here, even Mikey D. Me and Mikey D worked very close together. This, you know, while I while I've been here since he's been in the role that he's been in. And I appreciate the platform you've given me. Yeah. To help work with you, so thank you. Of course. And then I thanked. All the people that came out to see me, you know, the the jerks that didn't leave the arena to watch that final match. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Jay yeah. and Jason, I get into that. Yeah, and um, you know, then from there, uh, the fans, you know, not not just not just the ones that are my family and friends, but the fans, the people that came out that don't know me on a personal level, 
that go, they, they come to the show and they sat down and they're like, man, I can't wait to see that Desert Storm match. Or they brought signs. Or they brought chapstick. Or they brought their own black and white American flag, which was there. Yes, that's uh, right. At the show. Or, you know, they brought their own red, white, and blue American flags and saluted me when I came out. You know, all those people over the past six years that have, that have been there, that have supported me, you know, I made sure I thanked every single one of them. And to say, you know, just... You know, get get ready and just keep your eyes open because, I mean, I'm not gone. You know, I'm not going away. I'm just moving on. That's it. Absolutely. And I, will, and I definitely don't plan on disappearing. So I hope not. So you're not disappearing. Is there anything specific that you can tell us about what you're going to be doing next? Well, uh, outside of production, um, I, I do, I, I like I said, I do love acting. I, I've done a lot of work on uh, House of Cards. Uh, I, I've had a small stint on Veep. Uh, as you know, let's get an extra work. So I'm looking to expand on that and and start working towards, uh, you know, actual you know acting roles, and I'm gonna work on that. That's cool. So that's 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 as that's as specific as I can be right now. All right, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Jam and Jason, I want to ask you a question. Let's uh, jump backwards a little bit. So you were in the crowd, as I said, um, <clears throat> EWA Sweet 16, and the second to last match of the night was the tag team championship. The Bald and the Beautiful the versus... Bold, was it the Bald and the Beautiful? The Bald and the Beautiful. And there was a big discrepancy over who was bald and who was beautiful. I think both of well, them were they, bald. They were definitely both bald. So, I'm going to go ahead and say the most beautiful man that night was probably my bro sitting next to me. And if not him, it will be me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the, you know, the Beautiful wasn't actually involved in that match. That's where the controversy came you, in. You guys should have saved us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. It could have been. But anyway, so after that match was over... Um, the arena, because uh, there were a lot of people there and, and a lot of fundraising activities to see um, Bill ha- uh, Bill Ward and, and Pete Eibner. And that's fantastic. And it was getting late. You know, I understand that. But half of the arena seemed to clear out. And I let them know all night long, and they knew it. We had a tournament going on. We had a final match coming on. We had a final boss coming on. We had the punk rock all-star Sean Cannon. You as a fan, of course, you stayed. Absolutely. You stayed till the end. That's what we do. Um, Tell me about that, seeing half of the crowd leave. Tell me about that. I don't like it. It's it's a bit disrespectful, I think, at times. Um, Shoot shoot for me, Jay. Well, it's kind of like going to a concert and leaving before the encore. I mean, you want to stay to the end. You're paying good money. You know, to hear this, stay to the end, hear it, listen to it, watch it, show everybody respect, show the final competitors respect, and do yourself a favor. You're going to see a great match. You're going to see a great main event. Do yourself a favor and stay. Uh, to to roll back just a little bit, I would actually equate that more with leaving before the final act even hits the stage. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's the encore. Like, yeah. like, you come to a Metallica concert, you see all the four bands that come before, and you're like, eh, I don't, I don't want to see Metallica. I came here for... Can't even remove a stack and just leave. <laughs> you know? That's a great point. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. Like, But everybody worked hard on their craft as musicians, just using that example, uh, to to be, to be get to the point where they come on that stage, you know? So, yeah, I so, say that way. And we're not, and I don't need to cut you off. I just want to say, we're not disrespecting the fans that came and, and the kids that came. You know, we're not putting you down by any means, but we're just saying you missed a great main event. Exactly. You you missed a great match. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, being a fan, I feel the same way as uh, Jam and Jason, that it's, it is disrespectful. How do you guys, like, how do you guys take it as performers um, when you come out and you see that, like, you know, half the house or, like, a, a good portion of people are leaving? Like, what does that do for you going forward for the show? Well, usually it's towards the end of the night, you yeah. know, and that's what the, all the excitement is 
building towards. Right. You know, so you look out there and you might lose a little bit of that excitement. But you got to remember that the fans that did stay, they're still going to see a hell of a show. You want to you want to prove that the fans that left made a mistake and reward the fans that stayed by doing your best. And, and Mikey, you, you alluded to it. There, there are a lot of kids there. And Absolutely. And it gets late. And I, I don't have any children, but I hear they can be cranky and tough to manage. So maybe No children that you know of. Not that I know of or <laughs> will admit to. Same but, thing with you, Storm. You know, Spreading so, your seed around. Oh, I'm sorry. Spread, I spread it all day. <laughs> My goodness. All right, moving on. Apollo. <laughs> did you say Hoobastank? I, I did say Hoobastank. Okay. Yes, you did. To, I, okay. So <laughs> I just feel that as a performer, it's a little disheartening. Um, but you got to realize there, there's everyone has a different circumstance, right? Uh, you know, so, absolutely. So. And that's why I say no offense to any of those folks that that did leave. Um, you know, they just missed a hell of a match. And in my opinion, as a performer, and, and I've been a performer on many levels a lot of years. You know, if the crowd thins out, that just kind of makes me want to work harder because I want to prove to not only those and, and give those fans that stayed that little bit of extra and say, not that you're not going to get 110 percent anyway, but you know what. You, you both beat the you-know-what, you said it earlier out of each other, especially, you know, he, he gave you something to remember in your last match there, the punk rock all-star Sean Cannon did. Yeah. Um, and I and mean, you the, gave us something to remember as well. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's the, that's the one thing that's the most important is that as a performer, no matter what your trade is, you, you, you always give the best you can, always, no matter how many people are out there. Absolutely. Um, when it comes to that particular night, though, it's, it's very – Obvious, it, it it wasn't about uh, kids. It wasn't about uh, you know. Oh, we have an emergency because you know when you see when you have a crowd of five hundred people mm-hmm. and seventy of them leave, you're like, okay, they may have some sort of problem. Some of them came together, sure. So you know what I mean. But when you have five hundred people and two hundred fifty to three hundred of them leave, right, all at the same time, you're like, okay. Either A, you think the show's over even though we're on the mic telling you it's not over, or B, you came here for a specific reason. Exactly. And they came for a specific reason, and once that reason was over with, they left. And granted, they paid their money. They can do what they choose mm-hmm. as fans. Yeah. But you as a performer, go ahead. Move on. No, I was going to say, but yeah, you know, as me as a performer, it's, it's, it's disappointing because you want those people to see what you have. Right. You know, especially what you've been building for all night long. You fought your way all the yeah. way through this tournament, and, and, and you know, yeah. and, and for for myself, and even for Sean Cannon the, at this point, because this 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 particular evening for the both of us was a very career defining moment for both of us. It was both of our final matches in EWA, or at least for now, right uh, on Sean Cannon's end, um, and you know. It was it was a very historical moment, specifically for EWA. Mm-hmm. You know, it, but with it being a tournament show, it was kind of hard to push that or talk about that as a historical moment until the moment happened. Because exactly. nobody knew nobody knew what was going to happen until the matches were over. Right. It could have been any number of people versus Sean Cannon at the end of the night. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's you know if people are like. I, and I'm just using an example, no, no disrespect, but people are like, um, JT Moore versus Sean Cannon, biggest match ever for the Sweet 16 Finals. You'd be like, all right, pretty sure I know how this is going to go. <laughs> like I said, no disrespect, JT Moore, but he would he would have messed you up. But it's, it's just, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's like, I, I get it, but at the same time, if you're one of those people that left because you're like, oh, I just can't even see these guys, screw it. And then you leave instead of going, you know, I want to see the show. It's great. All these guys put in the hard work. 
and you care and you want to be there and you're a fan. And that's the biggest thing. If you're a wrestling fan, you wouldn't have left. And they were into it all night long. I was listening to the crowd. I was watching. You know, I was out there. There were a lot of them that were into it for more than just, you know, one match or one specific segment. They were into it for a lot of reasons. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they're, I guess their reasons for that group of people that left, uh, their reasons that run out. And that's, again, it's up to them. But yeah. it's a little disheartening as a... You know, just as me, who loves professional wrestling, I'm so glad that I'm there, um, you know, watching half the crowd leave. You know, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let this affect me. I'm going to do my job, and I'm going to get in there, and I'm going to put over the two, you know, great superstars that are going to be in this final boss, final level. And um, it was a pleasure doing that. <coughs> yeah, so. and at the end of the, end of the day, um, they still showed up. They That's did. Showing up's half the battle. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they had the opportunity to watch the matches that they wanted to watch and stay for, and they did. Um, if they left before an, an, a, a great match, whether it had been me and Cannon's match or a different one, you know, that, that's on them. But, I mean, showing up's half the battle, and they showed up. And, you know, we put on the best show possible, whether they did or not. Absolutely. And uh, Apollo Crews, what do you have for your bro, for your partner? You know, if you want to leave Desert Storm with something here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, you know, former EWA superstar Desert Storm that he is, what would you like to leave him with? Here? So, I've been wrestling for a really long time. Got into it with uh, technique partner Buster McAbee. Mm-hmm. We were tag partners for a while. McAbee? Had... I thought it was McCabe, but maybe... It's Buster McCobb, or is it McCabe? It's Buster McAbee. I was told it was McCobb at the EWA Hall of Legends, but anyway... <laughs> I was pro- it was probably a rib. Yeah, it was a rib. Yes. Oh man, did you say it? I did say it that way. It was <laughs> probably a rib. Guy Poor guy. Uh, um, it was rumoring innuendo, but anyway, <laughs> move on. <laughs> Had a great time. Then uh, he, you know, his family grew. His, yes. Uh, his his, his uh, profession grew, so he stepped away. He retired. I actually got to retire him in the ring. How about that? And uh, and it was just me for a while. I was I was on my. I did get to go to the Christian Academy. You know, um, it was <clears> disjointed. My career had been a little disjointed between that. Uh, coming in and teaming with Storm brought back some stability, gave me a vision, it gave me a focus, and it also was a hell of a lot of fun. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I want to thank you for just giving me just the best, two of the best years of fun in wrestling that I've had. Whether um, we were winning, whether we were losing, whatever it was, we were still having fun. We always made the best of it. So, yeah. me, just, you talked about that picture. And mm-hmm. the, uh, this, the picture of all of us holding our trophies. Right. That was one, one of the great things about that trophy is the diversity in wrestling. Absolutely. I mean, look at those people. Every one of those guys that you see, and even Drolix who isn't pictured, we're mm-hmm. all different. Right. But we all get along. We have the best time. And Storm just helped perpetuate that, and it just made things just very enjoyable and and I'm I'm, I'm gonna miss him absolutely uh, so we're, we're hugging on the microphone here yeah yeah bro, uh, bro hug on the microphone yeah. <laughs> I tell you what Jamie Jason how about you you've been uh, a fan of Desert Storm and EWA Pro Wrestling for a while what would you like to say as a fan of EWA Pro Wrestling the Desert Storm just right here on the Dirty Ocean just want to thank you for all the great years of entertainment there were times I cheered you there were times I booed you <laughs> many times I booed you well, I deserved it I definitely deserved it you asked for it but um <laughs> I just want to thank you for a great year of entertainment. It's been it's been really great. And another thing I want to mention, after the match, I thought it was really awesome how you invited everybody out to say goodbye to you on the way out. You went over, you were taking pictures. Stood was, at the front door. That was yeah. That was my highlight of the night, actually. After the match, I thought that was more interesting than your speech. I'm glad you, said, I'm glad you brought that up because there's a couple things with that. One, you, you mentioned some fans had left. Right. But you wouldn't know it by the line that wrapped around the ring. Oh, not at all. To Desert Storm. No, right? no, not at all. Right? That was truly special. So 
And I I was moved by that because I got to see all these fans come and want to take pictures and want to show their gratitude. I was actually pushed off. I couldn't get my, a picture <laughs> with him until everyone else was gone. So I realized, you know, where I stood there. But I was also waiting. <laughs> I was also waiting to go out and have a beer with the guy. So um, I but know it, about that. It, Amen. It, yeah. <laughs> it was great though. It yeah. was so wonderful. Yeah, seeing no, the excitement when they got to take a picture with you and and send you off. I was very shocked. I mean, my my immediate family. You know, my parents, brother, sister were there. Um, friends that I grew up in high school with. Friends that I wrestled with in a previous life before EWA and and it was just it, it was very special to see like you said the size of that line I was just like holy crap like how did this happen you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, and there were just so many the thing that felt really good were the faces that I hadn't seen before mm-hmm. you know like and it, it just meant a lot to me because I didn't realize the impact that I had on those people uh, whether it was their first time seeing me that night or you know they had been following my career for the last six years it was just you know, it's, it's a feeling I can't cannot replicate. Absolutely, at all. great point, Jam and Jason. And you've told a story to us for the better part of six years. You told one whole story that whole night in you know Sweet Sixteen. So there's a lot of people, like you said, maybe have never seen you before, but then the ones that maybe followed you for your entire career. So, and that's why I want to thank you because I mean I was there, and I mentioned this to you. My first you know EWA Pro Wrestling show for me watching was when you had your debut. Mm-hmm. And you won the EWA Maryland Championship in yes. your first match. Yes. And I was like looking at this guy, and I'm like, man, this guy's big, strong. He's got the look. You know, me looking as a, you know, as a performer myself in you know previous life as well. I'm like, you know, this guy's got it. There's something polarizing. This guy's gonna make it. And then I got a chance to you know get involved in EWA Pro Wrestling, and I got a chance to meet you. And you're probably pretty cool, dude. You know, behind the uh, the scenes too. Pretty cool. <laughs> you know, and, I try. And that's what that's what Apollo just mentioned. You know, having a beverage. You know, an adult beverage because we're all over twenty one. I had a huge adult beverage. Uh, you, we, we did. It was called the Big Daddy. The I Big believe. Daddy. I thought the waitress <laughs> called me Big Daddy, and I was so happy. <laughs> then I realized, she said, "No, do you want the Big Daddy?" And then I was like. Well, I don't know. Well, what she said was like, well, you're sitting right next to me. <laughs> well, she said it to me, too, and I wasn't realizing what it was called. And it was anything, Daddy. And we, we put people over on the podcast, so we, we might as well put these folks over. Yeah. Hooters. Selfish. Hooters. We went to Hooters. We did. And uh, I've we, never been there. You've never been to Hooters? No. To anyone or the one here? In Just Boston? never. You should, you should oh, right. go. I mean, for, I mean, the food is pretty good once you get it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was midnight. I mean, it was late. So, I mean, yeah, I understand. Not but anyway, my, not my fault. and there was a lot of us there. Not my fault. It ain't, well, yeah, not your fault. Yeah, tipped her. I'm, I'm sure you did, and that's a story for another podcast. <laughs> With the tip of mine. Oh, oh hey, hey, what up, girl? What up? You know that's a lie because she wasn't white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn not our waitress, but there were a few other waitresses, and, you know, we had some, uh, yeah, we had a good time, and that was that was what I appreciated. You know, when I was doing theater so long ago, it was the cast party that I enjoyed even almost as much of it, not more than the show. And that's kind of what we did. It was, uh, you know, a group of uh, not only you know wrestlers but fans. And, you know, just a group of people together yeah. and hanging out. And I'm hoping we can still do that. Oh my God! You know, like I said, I'm not. I'm not. I know you're not. You're not leaving. You're not going. I'm you're not. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not flying to like to bet or some something like that. You know. Unless I'm, you get a movie deal. Well, that. Then I will. <laughs> get a, <laughs> he's gonna go. Then that but will um, 
you know, it, it was Sweet 16. It was great. And hopefully, you know, EWA will continue to thrive on with the vision that you have, you know, put in front of us. And, you know, we can use some of your vision, your ideas to move forward because, um, we, you, you did a lot of great stuff for this company, and I really appreciate you. So well, thank, thank you, Mike. Well, I, I will say this. Um, EWA has been around for since 2000. That's right. It was it was thriving before me, and it will thrive after me. So it, I, I knew that when I made the decision to leave that the company, I was like, oh, no, the company's not, company's not going to crumble. It's got a wonderful supporting cast. Um, it's got a good head on its shoulders, and it'll be fine. I... I am probably the least worried person out of this entire group about the the the, the way that the direction that the company is going to go into. So, and we appreciate that. You guys will be fine. Thank you so much. And we're, we're gonna we're gonna keep going and keep going on for you, Desert Storm. We salute you. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Big Ugly. Um, it's been a pretty good segment here. I know we just kind of really got off, but this is what we wanted to do. We wanted to send off Desert Storm the right way. Absolutely. So, what do you have? Before we go into break here, and Desert Storm goes off to be famous, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we move on to our next segment, which is all about WrestleMania and NXT TakeOver and the Hall of Fame. What do you have for Desert Storm? One final word, or at least one final segment. What do you got? Um, I mean, Desert Storm, um, you're actually the first EWA superstar that uh, I met um, when we called into the Pain Factory, and uh, you answered the phone. And, you, you were doing you. That's just, yes, he certainly yeah. was doing him. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. He, he had a um, a guest. For, for those who remember. Yeah. At the pain factory. For those who remember, I, I, yeah. let her, I let her go eventually. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not yet, but it's been, it's been a fun She's in your car right now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway. No. And, uh, but Desert Storm, please let us know um, how I'm sorry, you didn't even finish. I'm sorry. No, I'm, 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 <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not a long-winded person. I was just going to say it's been a pleasure watching. You've been very entertaining. You've been a cool guy every time we've met. So Thank you. Thank you. And I, I just want to ask you to uh, let people know how they can find you on social media so they can continue to follow you in your ventures moving forward. Uh, as of right now, uh, thank you for giving me this uh, this this opening here. Um, as of right now, the small little engine that could production quote-unquote company that I'm trying to start up, Spark 4 Productions. Is and that's the number four, Spark 4 Spark, Productions. The number four Productions is on Facebook. The pages there, which you will find there as of right now, are some of the older, uh, as an older, like less than a year old, EWA flyer, some of the videos that have been produced by Spark 4 Productions, um, as well as uh, commercials I've done for EWA and for other, other people, um, other businesses as well. Uh, including Retro Fitness, um, All Touch Power Wash and Paint, um, and, and, you know, other things. So you'll find that there. So that's one way you can find me. The other way is the Desert Storm Facebook is still open, but as I posted on the Facebook, there will be some changes that will be reflected very soon that uh, will be, will be uh, reflected once, you know, I guess once I kind of not necessarily figure out things, but as changes begin to be made in my professional career, changes will also be made on the Facebook page. And that's the best way I can put it. Can I ask two more questions? Sure, go ahead. Of course right. you can. So, you know, obviously in uh, acting and things outside of wrestling, so I just got two questions. Best show on television right now? Oof. Let me tell you what show I'm obsessed with right now. Uh, this Is Us. This Is Us, yes. That's I know it. it. I cry. Wow. <laughs> no, it's not This Is Us. <laughs> Actually, say, is that a shoot? It's so Come crazy. I, as you know, I love laughing. I love comedies. Uh, so if I had to go with a comedy show right now, uh, The Detour on TBS. I am. Hmm. I, okay. I I love it. That and The Last Man on Earth. 
really, really, okay. really funny shows. Those are shows that I'm like putting on my, my DVR as well as Blackish on ABC. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, those those are the shows that I'm like religiously watching uh, right now. And you know, you have your your standards for Star Wars, Family Guy, American American Dad, over American Dad, over Family Guy, uh, as well as The Simpsons and really you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm I, don't know I love that. American Dad. American Dad, love American Dad. It's got like more that. substance than Family Guy, I yes, think, at does. this point yes, in time. Even yes, though I still does. like Family Guy, but yeah, but it also has that right. The right little sprinkle of ridiculousness. In yeah, it. so I love it. Anyway, second question. All right, second question. Best movie of 2017. Already? So far. Well, I'm seeing Power Rangers tonight, so. Oh, yeah, I thought you're going. But so far, Loge, Logan. Ah, uh, gotta Logan. be Loge. Gotta be Loge. Yeah, Logan. Logan right now is the best movie of the that, year. Because you know what the number one movie in the, in the whole world is right now? It's Beauty and the Beast. Of course yeah, it is. Yeah, I saw that. Because that's what I saw that too. Yeah, it is what it is. It's all right, but um, but Logan is Loge. Yeah, now last year, 2016. Last year, 2016's best movie. I, okay, I'll say this. I won't say the best movie. It, it's not the best movie, but it's the movie I enjoyed the most. Was the Ghostbusters uh, reboot slash remake? Wow, really? really? Yes, I didn't see that. The the that, that is the only movie I saw in theaters three times. As a fan, because you're a big fan of. I'm a huge fan of the Ghostbusters. Lore, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that, that yeah. that's something more so, personal for you, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it has a personal personal thing with it, but I mean, at the same time, you know, and I got to visit the uh, Ghostbusters firehouse on New Year's Eve. Uh, for the very first time in my life, so that was big. Even though it wasn't open, and they're still doing uh, construction on it uh, to restore it. But no, I, it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. So, how about that? Yeah. Any more questions for Desert Storm like that before we take it into break? And he, I thought he was going to go off to do some work or something like that. Nah, man, he going to the movie. Yeah, Power Rangers are very important. I, I understand this. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm, I'm doing work, but then after the work's done, uh huh, I'm going to see the movie. Uh huh. Was it midnight showing? And even uh, something watching, like that, like ish, you gotta watch like, the light ish. Yeah, got the, cam- the lighting and the camera work. Oh yeah, see, and that's the other thing. Like you know, yeah, I'm I yeah. am a it's I'm a production guy, so I yeah. always pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. Apollo, please, Mikey D. Yes, Desert Storm yes. is a professional. Thank yes, you he is. so he's much. He's excellent at everything he does. So while he's gonna put all of his blood, sweat, and tears into the work that he's gonna do tonight, he's gonna get that done pretty quickly because he knows what he's doing. Uh-huh. He knows how to focus his energies. Yes. So his reward will be Power Rangers, and you're trying to take that away from him? Absolutely not. GD. I was not trying. GD. FSC. Mikey D. FSC. Oh, okay. I get it. But, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to put him down. And I understand you're trying to put him over. You should be his PR guy moving forward. But, no, absolutely not. I believe you deserve a reward. Well, thank you, because I was just about to M all over the table right here. F that. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm sorry. I I, I'm not shy. I'm not shy. I'll get out right in front of everybody. No, 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 no. Yeah, you know, we don't need that because we'll all go blind. You know, so uh, starting Huge. up in here. So you know what I you know what I call that? You know what I call that, guys? I call that party time. Party time. It is always party time. And with that, we are going to move into our break. And when we come back. We're going to talk all things WrestleMania with Jam and Jason. Apollo Crews, you want to stick around or are you going to the movie with him? Uh, I wasn't invited to the movie. Oh! I, so it was because of white women. Though. <laughs> That's why, you know, priorities, man. No, I think hey, I'll be able to stick around. This, this, yeah, I'll yeah. stick around for a little bit. Mikey, can, can, I take, can I take us in the break? Yeah, well, you please, take us in the break. Awesome. We're going to take a break. This is the Dirty Ugly Podcast with Big Ugly, Mikey D, Desert Storm on his way out, Apollo Crews, Jam and Jay, and I'm about to upper deck Mikey D's bathroom. Woo! No! Cut it! Hey, it's not right, it's not wrong, he's just a fan. (laughs) 
This is Dirty Mike, a.k.a. Mikey D, the voice of Maryland, and I'd like to invite you to the Pain Factory EWA Pro Wrestling Training Facility, 1113 North Point Road in Dundalk, Maryland, for free tryouts to be in the pro wrestling business. We also have pro wrestling birthday parties for all ages. For all that and more EWA Pro Wrestling info, contact us at 443-858-2755. Find us, like us, follow us, and join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and EWAMaryland.com. We are Back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I am the Big Ugly. And we are sitting here with... Jam and Jason. Jam and Jason in the house. And in the mansion right now for the first time. How are you enjoying your experience, Jam and Jason? Oh, I'm loving it. Loving it. Having a good time? Yeah. Beautiful place. You could get lost in here. (laughs) (laughs) We've got 27 rooms at least. uh, Don't go into that bathroom. (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, we had to check that out because uh, we had the threat of an upper decker. Um, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm really afraid to go in there right now. I haven't, but, uh, you know, maybe later if we get a stench emitting from the restroom. Um, but anyway, so Desert Storm was here, uh, former EWA now. And, uh, you know, Apollo Crews actually was here as well, and he left with him. So, uh, you know, the bros, I guess they got to go out and do what they got to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Going to go out and see the power. Does that make movie. us though? Bros before ho Does it? Oh, I hope oh, not. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? And we understand. And we appreciate that conversation. That's uh, It was a great conversation. And we've talked to them actually a couple times previously on the podcast. And it's been great. So, Big Ugly, how was it for you? Oh, man. Yeah, it was, it's always great having those guys back on. As I mentioned earlier, you know, Desert Storm being our very first guest that's ever right. on the podcast. So, it's always nostalgic when we get Desert Storm on here and of course Apollo Crews always the highest right. rated podcast that we have <laughs> so whenever we get him on we're, we're looking for ratings <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's not a ploy for the Dirty yeah. Ugly Wrestling listeners and we do appreciate every single one of you listening to us on SoundCloud uh, Stitcher TuneIn Radio and of course iTunes iTunes man we've been gone for a while man we have. They've, they've been asking about us on They Facebook, have man. on Facebook, at the yeah. Dirty Ugly Wrestling on Facebook. People have been asking, Jam and Jason, people have been asking for a new podcast. You want a new podcast. That's right. It was a right. snowstorm, man. Messed us up. It was. Yeah, it was some bad weather happening uh, and some other things going on. But this is going to be our return podcast, and we got several new ones coming up in the future very soon. So uh, Very exciting. We're going to be uh, spitting out a couple of podcasts. So are you guys ready? To talk about WrestleMania. I have one more EWA question. You do? Okay, well, EWA Pro, go one, ahead. One more. One go more, ahead. One more thing. How long do you think it's going to take for the fans to embrace TJ Sykes again? Honestly, and you were part That's of the crowd there. It is a good yeah. question. Now, what I saw was when TJ got beat down, you know, there was a little bit of sympathy, you know, from the kids, you know, of course, kids. But, I mean, later on when TJ came back out to basically – thwart Pat Anthony and save Desert Storm, um, there was a little bit of momentum behind TJ. So, uh, you know, give us some time. If TJ stays on the right path, I think he could get the embrace of the fans again. How long will it take? Um, I guess we're going to find out on May 13th, you know, at uh, Faith No More 3, uh, Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to happen overnight at all, but, uh, you know, EWA country has a very strong dislike for the supremacy. True, And, uh, you know, if supremacy continues to go after TJ and TJ fights back, they're going to get behind him. I think so. So... Yeah, and we're going to find that out. And, and for tickets, uh, as of right now, we're going to be updating the website of EWAMaryland.com soon. But for tickets, please call 
4438582755 that's 4438582755 for tickets so uh does that answer your question it does sufficiently jam and jason and that's a really good question so to see the answer to that question and more make sure you're at ewa faith no more three interaction a lot more coming on about that may 13th so now how about this let's talk about wrestlemania uh jam and jason you came in with some stellar notes that's fantastic. I wrote some things down on Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast Stationary, and uh, stationary, I should say. And Big Ugly, you're as prepared as you always are. Yeah. Um, with the computer <laughs> right. and the Beats and that's about headphone. It. And that's that's what, but that's what you do. That's all I bring to the podcast. No, no, no. You bring a heck of a lot to the podcast, and we're a great team here. And we're glad to have Jam and Jason in here. And by the way, I want to put Jam and Jason over for a little bit. Jam and Jason got me into the DJ business, the karaoke business, a while back. And uh, he's been doing it for a while. And, you know, we still have the opportunity, myself, uh, Maniac Mike, as it were. I got a lot of handles. Maniac, yeah. Maniac Mike. You know what? And Jam and Jason. That's right. Eminem, baby. How about that? Uh, we got we, we we can, you know, DJ for you. You know, we can do a birthday party for you. We can do a house party for you. You know, we can we can Don't set up in those. your backyard. Yes, we have. You know, we can come to bars, restaurants, whatever you need, you know. And we do this, and it's a lot of fun. It we is. put on a good show, I think. Yeah. So, uh, Jam and Jason, you know, they can reach you and they can reach me. Um, you know, we've got some email addresses. I don't know if you still got the Funny Papa. Yep. yep. Funnypapa7 at yahoo.com. Funnypapa7 at yahoo.com. And Mikey D. Greenleaf3 at yahoo.com. Mikey D. Greenleaf3 at yahoo.com. Uh, the best in entertainment is what we called ourselves before, and we did pretty good. Yeah, we did. You had a good time. time. It was. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Just tell me about the, uh, the DJing and karaoke experiences that you've had. Uh, let's Jimmy see. Jason. Several years now. Long it has, time. It has, yeah. I'm on a little hiatus now, taking a little mm-hmm. break the um, last couple of years to spend some Saturday nights with the kids. But Absolutely. I was doing every Saturday night uh, at a couple different bars in Hamden. There you go. And there for a while I was doing Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. And it's just a great time. It just gets everybody involved. Um, whether you're a good singer, a bad singer, it doesn't matter. Everybody's just having a great time. Kick back, relax. Um, take the stress off from everything going on in the world today. Amen. It's, for a good four to six hours, you can just forget about everything, sing a song, have a great time, and Big enjoy ugly. yourself. You come out, sing a song. Uh, I don't do karaoke, man. What do you mean? Why not? I used to say that, and my ex-wife dragged me to the bar one time and said, get <laughs> yeah. up here and sing. And yeah, not that, man, karaoke, just not. Uh, what about hanging out with people and having a few beverages and having some food and having a good time? I'm with that, man. Watching people do I'm, karaoke. I'm with that, yeah. Watching people Listen, do karaoke, okay. yeah. That's it. I'm with it. So, you know, uh, check us out. You know, if you want to send an email to funnypapa7 at yahoo.com or mikeydgreenleaf3 at yahoo.com or just hit us up on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling page on Facebook. I'm sure we'll find it. it. You know, you want you want to DJ for something, you ask us, we'll, we'll talk to you, you know. We'll, we'll consider it. You know what I'm saying? We'll consider it. Yep. Be a good time. So, moving on. You know, like, we, we've been teasing it all time. Let's talk about WrestleMania. Now, this could be a three-hour podcast in itself about this entire Weekend, but we will condense it. We're going to condense it a little bit, yeah. Um, and I'm sure with the podcasts following this, we're going to talk about either more leading up to WrestleMania or WrestleMania review. You know, we're going to have a lot to talk about. So this is kind of what we did for one of the previous pay per views. I'm going to go down the line. I'm going to give a card, and I'm going to talk about the Hall of Fame. I'm going to talk about NXT Takeover, and I'm going to talk about WrestleMania, and then afterwards. You guys just take notes, and we'll jump in, and we'll talk about whatever topic you want to talk about, whatever match you want to talk about, and then when it gets uh, to be midnight or something like that, we'll stop. 
<laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Maybe a little more for me. All right. So let's talk about, first of all, the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2017, headlined by Kurt Angle, the only Olympic gold medalist in WWE history, and being inducted by John Cena now, from what I understand. And uh, I'm sorry, you want to say something about that? Oh, wait, am I supposed to wait until you're done? Yes. Everything? Oh, I'm sorry. Because we're going to get through it, because if we yes. stopped each other with each time, I, this will take forever. Yes, no, it would, yes. And we so, appreciate the listeners ahead. of the Dirty right. Ugly That's Wrestling That's why you podcast. said take notes, yes. Take notes. Yes. So I'm sure you were going to touch upon that. Yeah. So we got the Rock and Roll Express going in. That's the tag team going in this year. Being inducted by James E. Cornette. This one I can't believe, because he left on a little bit of strange terms at the WWE, but he is inducting... The Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. How about that? Um, Teddy Long, how about that? Being indu- He's into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame being inducted by the APA, which is Farouk, or I should say Ron Simmons, and Bradshaw, JBL. Um, Diamond Dallas Page is going into the Hall of Fame, and I know he is being inducted by, uh, uh, you know what? Eric Bischoff. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm sorry. I've brought all my notes here. The, the big EB, Eric Bischoff, Controversy Creates Cash, is what they say. Beth Phoenix is going into WWE Hall of Fame, and Natty, Natalia, is inducting her. How about that? And we have Ravishing Rick Rude. Passed away, but, you know, fantastic talent. I'm very happy he's going in. Not sure who's inducting him yet. And uh, Eric Legrand getting the Warrior Award this year. Apparently he was, um, you know, playing for Rutgers uh, as far as uh, college goes and got injured and came paralyzed from the waist down. But now he's, you know, trying to walk again, and he's, he's getting the Warrior Award. So that's pretty cool. Hall of Fame happening on the Friday night now, two days before WrestleMania. On the Saturday night, NXT TakeOver Orlando at the Amway Arena, which is, I think everything's at the Amway Arena other than WrestleMania, in Orlando, Florida. We have Triple Threat Tag Team Championship match, the Authors of Pain with Paul Ellering, defending their titles against DIY, and that is... um, Tomasa Champa and Johnny Gargano, and The Revival, Dash and Dawson, Triple Threat. That's going to be great. Um, fantastic. Asuka, your girl, Big Ugly, yep. defending the NXT Women's Championship against uh, Ember Moon, who's been brought up in the past six to eight months. Uh, she's a pretty good talent, I'd say. And we also have the big main event for the NXT Championship. Shinsuke Nakamura gets his chance coming back after injury, taking on the glorious one. The champion, Bobby Roode. And there's, I'm sure, going to be some other matches in NXT TakeOver, but those are the three headlining matches. Um, now, get your uh, get your seatbelts on, because we're going to go through the WrestleMania card now, and that might take a while. <laughs> um, WrestleMania pre-show does start at 5 p.m. and probably ends at 7. The real show starts at 7 and goes till 11-ish. They're going to need all six hours for this. Uh, we talked about that at length for last year, Big Ugly. It was a long, long show. And I was there in person in Dallas. It was a long day. Um, so let's just go down. It's going to be at Camping World Stadium, formerly known as the Citrus Bowl. That's where they had WrestleMania 24 in Orlando, which we talked about earlier in the podcast, the Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels match, the retirement match. Um, so that's going to be pretty fun to have an outside show in Florida. Let's go. Dean Ambrose defending the Intercontinental Championship against Baron Corbin. Shane McMahon, one-on-one with AJ Styles, the phenomenal one. And that is a result of AJ being sort of screwed out of the main event at WrestleMania several times. Uh, Neville defending the Cruiserweight Championship, representing 205 Live against the 
Uh, newly debuting Austin Aries, A double, the greatest man who ever lived, apparently. Uh, we have a mixed tag team match with John Cena, who's kind of playing a mid card role in this year's WrestleMania, which is very interesting to me. Teaming up with his love of his life, Nikki Bella, and they're taking on The Miz and Maurice, that is his wife. Mixed tag team match. Of course, we have the 2017 Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and we've got several participants, including the big show, Apollo Crews, and that is not the real Apollo Crews, ladies and gentlemen. That is Apollo Crews, C-R-E-W-S. And that is uh, Mojo Rawley also, and Kurt Hawkins, plus several other superstars. Triple Threat Tag Team uh, Championship from Raw. Uh, Gallows and Anderson, The Club, taking on Sheamus and Cesaro and Enzo and Big Cass. And we also have, from the SmackDown side, the Women's Championship on the line when Alexa Bliss defends her title in some kind of match against every available superstar on the male, uh, the female SmackDown women's roster. My goodness, that could be a whole lot of people. That could be Mickey James, Carmella, Becky Lynch, Natalia, and many, many more. Uh, women's side on Raw, we've got a now four-way match, fatal four-way for the Raw Women's Championship. Bailey, champion, defending against Charlotte Flair. Love that they're using the word Flair with that now. Um, Sasha Banks, the boss, and Nia Jax, big Amazon-looking woman. We have um, the best friends collide. Chris Jericho defends the U.S. title, which is pretty much obsolete at this point, against Kevin Owens, which is fantastic that he's getting a big spotlight at WrestleMania because he deserves it. Uh, the Undertaker, which we have talked about and we will talk about, going right now as this podcast is being recorded, one-on-one -on -one with Roman Reigns. But Braun Strowman could play a, a part in this, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. See, I, I'm getting blown up just talking about this card. This is ridiculous. I remember back in WrestleMania 6, you know, Jay, you know, watching from Toronto, Sky Dome. They had 15 matches on the card, yep. but it only lasted, I think, three and a half hours. Yeah. They got them all in because each match was like three, four minutes long, <laughs> um, except for two of them. So, uh, but anyway, moving on. Goldberg defending the Universal Championship against the Beast, Barack Lesnar, representing Jimmy John's, by the way. He wears more Jimmy John stuff every time he comes out. But anyway, um, and then the main event for the WWE Championship, the winner of the Royal Rumble, Rightfully taking his spot in the main event, Randy Orton going one-on-one -on -one with Bray Wyatt for the WWE Championship. Bray Wyatt defending the title in the main event. Love to see that. So, that's a lot of information, guys. And I thank you for bearing with me, everybody, for bearing with me. Um, that's a, And just think about when you're watching that. It's going to be a lot of content through uh, the upcoming week, WrestleMania week. So, I invite... You guys to jump in and let's have a roundtable discussion about a couple things and then we'll throw some more in the next time we have a podcast. Big Ugly, you seem to want to start when we talked about Kurt Angle and John Cena. <clears throat> would you like to start there or would you like to start somewhere else? No, I mean, we can get out of the way real quick. I wasn't going to say anything serious. It was just that um, I, I remember originally Angle wanted Austin to induct him into the uh, Hall of Fame. So I just wonder what happened there. Like, I don't know if Austin... Didn't want to induct him or not because hmm. Cena was not the first choice. Really? And Angle made it public that he wanted Steve Austin to induct him. Wow. And at some point, I, I guess things didn't work out, and now it's going to it's going to be Cena. So I, I was just wondering. I don't know if you guys have heard anything about that. Jimmy Jason? I have not. I have not. Yeah, I have not either. I mean, and it's, it's interesting because 
Stone Cold's had a pretty good working relationship with the WWE. You know, he puts everybody over on his podcast, and yeah. you know they put him over, and they put you know, had the Stone Cold podcast on WWE Network. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. I, I, I'm it, most likely it's probably just Austin not wanting to have to do a speech, get dressed up. You know, could be he, he's not. Even his speech wasn't that long when he got inducted. No, so, really wasn't. So you know, so it's like yeah, I, I could imagine Austin just being like, oh, I'll, I'll pass, kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, son. And, uh, I don't know. That's a pretty. Uh, we got to get that yeah. Stone Cold impression down. Now Will Sasso can do a Stone Cold impression. That comedian, he's mm-hmm. really good at it. He's like, oh, but, uh, shoot, back in the uh, you know uh, with the twin dualies. Oh, shoot, broken skull counts. The most bust ass course. I'm sorry. See, <laughs> I could go into that. But anyway, so when we were talking about that big card, what stood out to you, Jam and Jason? What's the first thing that stands out to you? First thing. First thing. Out of any of that, Braun Strowman missing. Braun Strowman, right? Uh, he's on such say, a tear right now. He really is, and he could play a factor in the Undertaker versus Roman Reigns because, as I think we were talking about offline, uh, most recently on the uh, version of Raw that we watched, the Undertaker choke slammed, choke slammed the bejesus out of uh, Braun Strowman. You see that big ugly? I did not witness that, but I need to go back and watch it. I watched a little bit of Raw, but I didn't get to finish it. Um, it ended at like 11.20 at night, so I mean, right. they really yeah. ran over on that one. Yeah, um, but if that, if that happened, it, there's no way that Braun Strowman goes into WrestleMania without a match. He's going to get involved in that match some way, some way, which would make sense because now he has a beef with Undertaker. He's already had the ongoing beef with Roman Reigns, so you make it a triple threat match, um, take some of the pressure off Taker yes. to perform. Um, because, I mean, we've kind of seen his matches kind of deteriorating year after year. Right. So you can kind of leave it to the two young guys. Taker comes in for his big spots, mm-hmm. and that's that. So and it was alluded by me that, uh, you know, Braun Strowman could be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I think that might be beneath his grade right now. I think he's above that. He's in a main event kind of picture. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. He's main event. I think that Andre, the Battle Royal is for guys that are kind of breaking out or guys that they want to push. Like you look at Baron Corbin, he wanted, you know, now he, they're kind of giving him that push. He's in SmackDown. Um, I, yeah, I don't think that Braun Strowman is, is right for that Battle Royal. Gotcha. Yeah. See, I had this idea. Braun Strowman, big show, last man standing match. Ooh. Now, I could see that. That's if I was that's booking. Deep. That's <laughs> now Big Show's in the best shape of his life he right is. now. I and, mean, he's ripped. Yeah. And other things, they're still trying to figure out if they're going to get that Shaq Big Show match off the ground because that's not completely out yet. We haven't heard anything about Shaq though. They still leading up to WrestleMania. They still teasing they're, it. They're still teasing it. They're still in negotiation for it. It's really uh, accordingly. It's really up to Shaq at this point. But they have not ruled it out yet. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm still not sure how I feel about that. I get why they would do it, and I understand, but I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I feel at this point, it, it's no good. Like, there's been no build to it. You know what I mean? Like, right. you haven't seen Shaq Like, you built WWE Floyd Mayweather for three months up before he came right. in to do a WrestleMania spot. It's, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I think that that was being talked about before was the fact that Floyd participated. And he came in. He Absolutely. Did, he did work. He put in work. But with Shaq, it hasn't been that way. Shaq hasn't made an appearance since WrestleMania right. of last year. Right. I don't think anybody has an interest in seeing this. I honestly don't. Right. How about you? No. Shaq? No. No? No. Yeah. Until Jam and Jason, I'll say. And another thing is, like, it's it's Shaq. You know, it's like, 
all right, think about it. Floyd Mayweather, right? When we look at Floyd and Big Show, it's like Big Show is a giant. Right. But we know Floyd is a boxer. Right. An undefeated boxer. Right. So it's like, okay, he can go, right? Even when you go as far back as like uh, LT, Lawrence Taylor, right? It's like Absolutely. football, very physical sport. Sure. You know, uh, Shaq is a retired basketball player. Right, he hasn't Why? even been in the limelight for years. For years, right? Isn't he he's like a cop or something like he's that a, now? Well, no, he's a he's a he's a commentator for TNT. Um, he's a for police basketball. officer as well. Well, he did he did do he that. Did that for a yeah, while. he does do. He so might. I think he did. Right. Okay. But he does uh, commentate and. So it's like why. Why should we care? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. what, what is there to look at, at Shaq point. and be like? He could actually put up a fight to a man that wrestles all year round. Mm-hmm. And okay, so they're the same size. So what? You know what I mean? <laughs> What does that mean? So, I mean, I'm sure there's some other seven feet tall people in the world. I wouldn't put just put any of them in the ring. Exactly. That might be a match you want to see 17 years ago. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. Long right. When Shaq ago. was on top of his game. Shaq right? was very yes. relevant back yeah, then. Exactly. So uh, let's get off Shaq here. Uh, but I, I see where you're going. Now let's talk about this. Now this is the first thing that stood out to me. Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, every time we talk about this offline or anytime I talk about this about anybody, my first response is Brock wins decisively. Dude, and this is why I wish that I did not know as much as I know. <laughs> because this match would be so much more interesting if if you if you did if you weren't so smartened up to realize that like Brock has to win. You right. know what I mean? Right. Because it's like unless they pull some crazy swerve and <laughs> give it to Goldberg again, I mean, I I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. I mean, it's been Survivor Series, squash, Goldberg over Lesnar, one minute, 26 seconds, whatever it is. Royal Rumble, it was Royal Rumble, um, Goldberg eliminating Brock Lesnar very quickly. Uh, It was Fastlane, where Goldberg won decisively the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, um, or the W, I said the Universal Championship, I should say, um, instantly. Goldberg has not wrestled. Spear, jackhammer, spear, jackhammer. That's all he's done. So here's my question to you guys. Do you think that you take Lesnar, you you win, right? Lesnar likely will win. Yes. But do you have some interference, like maybe from Heyman helping out Lesnar because he's he's worried that his client has never beaten this man before and then Lesnar gets to win. But in doing so, you kind of protect Goldberg as well. I don't know In about that. In case you want to use him again, what do you think? I, I think I got I got an answer for that. But Jam and Jason, I want to hear what you think about this. You you and I have been fans of this pro wrestling business from 20 years ago. You know, we watched the Goldberg era, um, and you're you're getting back into it now. Tell me what your thoughts are. Uh, let's see, Lesnar. He needs to he needs to have some offense against Goldberg. He's mm-hmm. had none, practically none at all. True. So he needs to have some offense first of all. But um, yeah, I could see Heyman getting involved. I definitely could. Um, do you see Lesnar winning? I do. Okay. In a fairly short match, I really do. I'm thinking five to ten minutes tops. I don't think it's going to go much longer. Yeah, I got to agree. It's not going to. I, I, I would say five minutes. Yeah. I, I give five yeah. to be a five stretch. max, yeah. Um, and, and, to, and to answer both of your questions, do we see interference? Do we protect Goldberg? I don't think... Honestly, I think his legacy is already protected. I think if he was supposed to come in and do a one-shot deal and they extended it because it got ratings and it got merchandise and then it became a two-shot deal and then we can stretch it all the way out to WrestleMania. But Brock is going to be the guy who can carry the title a little longer, even if it's in a special event kind of capacity like he did before when he destroyed John Cena at SummerSlam. So Brock carried the title for like the next year or so. Uh, And I think... 
if whether Heyman gets involved or not, I think Goldberg's protected, but I think he gets squashed. I really do. And you know what? And I think Goldberg leaves. It's fine. It's done. And Brock Lesnar goes on. Right. So pretty much you're calling this the end of Goldberg. This is it. I'm saying this is the end of Goldberg. Right. I mean, at, at least for the mainstream. You, if you squash Goldberg, you can't bring Goldberg back. No. I mean, so this is it. I mean, maybe for a one-shot deal, you know, maybe as a, an interview or something like that, that Shawn Michaels comes back and does every once in a while. Same thing. I don't see him being a performer because, honestly, he never was a full-match performer. Absolutely. His run in WWE, we talked about this a little earlier. Yeah. Um, back, you know, what was it, 2004 or something like that? Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yeah. It's absolutely Hard. terrible. <laughs> and they put the title on him there. Yeah. You know, so, and then it led all the way up to uh, Brock versus uh, Goldberg at WrestleMania 20, which was the one of the worst WrestleMania matches ever. I thank God for Stone Cold because he was the referee and he saved it. But I'm intrigued to see that one more than anything, even though if it's going to be long, drawn-out video packages, long, drawn-out entrances, and then a Goldberg squash. I'm okay with that. Right. I'm actually okay with that. Who Um, who do you see them facing afterwards? Either one. Either one. Whoever walks out with the title. I see... Who's the first challenger? Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens? Kevin Owens, Brock Lesnar. For two reasons. One, formidable opponents. Both can go. You know what I mean? Number two, they've been working uh, live events and house shows. Okay. Uh, Lesnar and Owens here and there, once okay. once every couple weeks. Yeah, I so, mean, it, yeah, it makes sense. Um, and then, yeah, I would say Owens and uh, either him or Samoa Joe, if they decided to switch it up. And you bring up a good point. Where is Samoa Joe on this card? They've been building him up to be the heavy for Triple H and everything like that. Where is he on this card? Where does he fit in? Here's the rumor mill. The rumor and the innuendo. Rumor and innuendo, man. Is this a we real? got? We got to come up with. Our own thing. To we talk have about rumors and innuendo. We're not right. We're not wrong. We're just fans. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I, was I was getting very concerned. No, about no, no, like, no, no, he knew it. To be I like, uh, he didn't so know no. we were asking him to do it. <laughs> yeah, we were yeah, going to yeah, do it. No, That's no. the thing. No, no but everybody knows. No, but anyway, right, go so ahead. our rumor mill. Uh, apparently, Triple H could be trying to put together a new evolution. Yeah. So, and which will include Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and I don't know who the last person is. Finn Balor. Maybe. Where's he on the card? He hasn't come back yet, but he's been wrestling live. Let me events. tell you. All right, so we we talked about this Gotta offline. Gotta have this Finn Balor yeah, entrance we, we at talk, WrestleMania. We talked about this offline, and we talked about uh, the Hardys potentially probably coming the Monday after uh, WrestleMania. Right, Monday I Night Raw. I think if Finn comes back, it'll be the Monday after. Think so? I feel, yeah, I feel like they'll save him because once again, the other option is you put him in. The Andre, the the Battle Royal, uh, and uh, th- once again, that's, I think that's beneath Finn. He's the first Universal Champion. No offense know. to Andre or the Battle Royal, right. but it's it's a mid card match. It's, it's absolutely. So what do you do? I think you bring Finn out fresh on that Monday, get him in a feud or something. Okay. How about you, Jim and Jason? What's next? What are we talking about next? What are we talking about? Throw throw a name in there. What do you want? To, what do you want to talk about? Uh, let's move on to John Cena. John, I was actually just looking at yeah. that on my thing. So John Cena, and so he's in a match uh, teaming with Nikki Bella against the Miz and Maurice mixed tag team match. So talk to me about this. This th- this is not a WrestleMania match to me. Really? I think it's going to be entertaining, but it doesn't fit WrestleMania. Tell me for, more about for that. WrestleMania. I want I want to see John Cena versus The Undertaker. That's the match yeah. I want for this WrestleMania. I agree. Before the Undertaker retires, and the way it looks, this probably will be the Undertaker's WrestleMania. Man. WrestleMania, and I've wanted not. that for years. No, We've I, talked about that for years. I don't want to see it. You don't want to see John Cena versus the Undertaker? No. Why not? 
I, I don't. Okay, so maybe maybe if someone explain the intrigue to me, and then maybe I will see where you guys are coming from. Go ahead. For me, it's about passing the legendary torch. Mm-hmm. You have one legend passing it to the next legend, mm-hmm. not the next wrestler or the main eventer. Mm-hmm. John Cena's already been. He's already a main eventer. Sure, absolutely, obviously. But it's passing that legendary torch. Okay. That, that's what I see. So you would see John Cena winning in that instance. I agree. Yes. Against the Undertaker. Yes. yes. And I, I and me. Here's the here's the draw for it. I don't know if you saw the SmackDown where Miz actually got in John Cena's face, and John Cena says, "People don't want to see John Cena and the Miz." He was very honest about this. People don't want to see that. Yeah. People want to see John Cena versus the Undertaker. John Cena said it on live television, and. There's been intrigue about it, but nothing moving forward because we have Undertaker versus Roman Reigns, and we have John Cena and Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice. This is kind of like a night off for them. Yeah, yeah. I, I see the entertainment. But as far as your question, Big Ugly, the intrigue. John Cena, who, you know, 16-time world champion, uh, still very heavy into the wrestling scene, even though he does acting, he does this, he does that. Um, and the Undertaker, who has been the measuring stick for so long. The intrigue is exactly that. What would happen? Would the torch be passed from legend to legend? Would The Undertaker win and then John Cena have something to fight up underneath of for the next year? Not going back against The Undertaker, of course, but what would that happen? And will, as Jam and Jason said, will this be The Undertaker's last WrestleMania? So you got to see that as an intrigue. Like, will we ever see it again? Could we ever see it again? So... How about that for entry? Yeah, I mean, I, it now made, you trust want to watch me, the match. It, it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> it makes sense. I, I definitely see where you guys are coming from. Um, I, I think that it's not like they don't know that the fans want to see that, and that's been talked about. Um, right. Maybe Undertaker. You know, he might be like requesting it for his last match whenever he's ready to retire. So that would be sort of like the Desert Storm thing, you know, kind of going out on his own terms. He, Desert Storm wanted to go out winning the Sweet 16 tournament, or at least participating, fighting all the way through, and yeah. then winning the Sweet. So maybe The Undertaker says, you know what, if and when I do call it, that's I what want, I want. I want Cena, right. Because think about, uh, you know, uh, who else would The Undertaker have his last match against? You know, if, if you ain't going to get Shawn Michaels to come out of retirement. Kane. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I want to see that again. Yeah. Kane, I listen, think, is almost listen, done, too. Here's the thing. If they had protected Kane's character a little better throughout the years, that might have been a little intriguing. But it, it, Kane, unfortunately, has just – they just kind of – they did to him what they did to the big show. Just yeah. They used him in the wrong ways for too many years, and now it's like – you know, when you see him, it's just like, oh, it's just Kane. You know, it doesn't mean anything, really. He's flip-flopped so many times. Right, yeah, he's flip-flopped too much. Yeah, him. it's, yeah. They just didn't do a good job protecting him, you know, in his later years. Right. So. And and he's a, you know, very good performer, very good company man. Uh, you know, he's definitely, Glenn Jacobs is his real name, uh, definitely a good worker. But, yeah, they didn't really protect the character. He's really no intrigue anymore yeah. for Kane. Um, so he's but, not on the card. Nope. <laughs> Unless he ends up in the battle <laughs> royal, right. which that's the I could see that. the stomp. That, that's the uh, dumping ground for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, no. And again, no offense to the battle royal because at WrestleMania they always have a big twelve man tag or a battle royal or something. Now they're just featuring it right. on the show. Yeah, they gotta get everybody paid, man. And no offense to the show. Miz either. The Miz has had a great. Yeah, and you know, I was gonna say. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sorry, I mean, no, 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 that's good. You go through on the same page. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, you mentioned like just kind of being a mid card match. And honestly, I was like, I don't think that this is a mid card match because when you think about it, the Miz and Cena on SmackDown, I don't look at either one of them as mid card. I mean, Miz Miz is on his game. So, I mean, I guess it's like 
When you consider the, the full scale of WrestleMania, that's what I'm doing. It's a all these titles okay. and stories. Well, yeah. Do you think it'd be better if it's a one on one? No, the ladies, just the uh, ladies in the corner. But the way they've been pushing the Total Divas, Total Bella shows, and the fact that they all get to work together, mm-hmm. I don't know if it would be better because John Cena versus The Miz, we saw it at WrestleMania 27, yeah. and the match really wasn't that intriguing. It was the main event. It wasn't that intriguing, but I'm and I'm saying mid card, and I'm not meaning to de- devalue the match because, like we both all just said, three of us, Miz had one of the greatest years ever in 2016, mm-hmm. and he's having a, almost a, as much as a better year now. And John Cena, even though he's not in the main event title picture, he's still at the top of his of his game. Yeah. So, but it's more of an entertainment style match. So that's what I'm saying. We've got all these high impact, high profile title and grudge matches up at the top. So with this card. And we talked about this offline, Jamie Jason. You really don't have a throwaway match at this point. No, no. So this one I see kind of building up in the middle of the show. And it's going to be a, a highly entertaining, but they all don't have to work too incredibly hard. So I'm going to actually agree with Jamie and Jason here and say that I think that— We're going to fight. I'm going to play with you. Know, so, you and I hardly ever agree. Right. No, I'm just kidding. So—, so I actually think that this would be better if The Miz and Cena because... All right, so WrestleMania 27, let me... These two might not put on the best match of the card. But I think that with what is being discussed in this feud, like the way that they've been going back and forth, like the promo that you referenced Mm -hmm. about Cena, them not wanting to see Cena with Miz, and a Miz talking about Cena, and, you know, the way he's going at him. I feel like the rivalry itself is just intense. It feels personal. Oh, I like it. You know, so if it was one-on-one, I feel like they would bring that personal intensity because... We've been seeing a, a lot from Miz, you know, with his beef with uh, uh, Daniel Bryan. Bryan to John Cena. It's like that bringing that real life into it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but when you add the ladies in, it, it just feels kind of gimmicky now. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's more gimmicky, but they're trying to bring trying to bring the real life into that too. Maurice saying, "Hey, Nikki, you're never going to get the Rock. You're never going to get married. Whatever." Um, so, I I think and Jamie Jason, when you brought this up, I think it's going to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be the best match on the card, by far. Uh, so, and are they going to use the old school mixed tag team rules? Ladies only fight ladies. Women only fight. Yeah, they yeah. they probably should. But I don't know the, the way they're empowering the women on all of the shows. And you know, I don't think they've had a lot of women versus men anywhere in the WWE recently. But they're empowering women, so anything's possible. True. You know, we had that first mixed tag team. I think it was WrestleMania six, as a matter of fact. Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire. Oh yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Against. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage and Sensational Sherry. So many people in that match are... All of them are passed. Yes. Oh, my wow. goodness. I just thought of that. Wow. All four people have passed in that match. Who's that? Name them? Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. His manager, Sapphire. Okay. The Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. And Sensational Sherry Martel. Oh, all have wow. passed. Yeah. Wow. And, and we got to throw a shout out here, and I don't know if you guys had heard about this. Uh, good old JR. Jim Ross. His wife, oh, His wife was in a horrific car accident, uh, short, you know, a couple of days before this podcast, and then a couple of days after that, unfortunately, she passed away. Jan Ross. Oh, she did pass. She yeah. did pass I away. I remember she was on life support, but yeah. um, I read that yesterday. I didn't I know she passed. S- I saw it last night right yeah. before I, um, I went to bed, you know, on Facebook. And, uh, you know, God bless, you know, that man because he, he works hard at everything he does, Jim Ross, and, and, you know, great family man and everything like that. So I'm eating his barbecue sauce right now. Uh, well, not right now, but, you know, I yeah. got it. You know, it was a present from our timekeeper, yeah, illustrious Joe Punk. <laughs> so, uh, you know, best wishes out to the Ross family. You know, that's, that's us. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
You know, what What else? Uh, you know, Big Ugly, throw something out there. All right, man, Enzo and Cass, let me tell you something. If they don't win the titles, we can wrap it up for these guys, all right? Did you like the intro that I did at the beginning of this? Yeah, that was, that Enzo was and Cass? good. That yeah. was good, yeah. So so you feel it's dying off. I think we talked about this before. So you feel it's it's run its course. Yeah, man. It's it's going to start running its course if they if these guys don't start winning, man, because and I mean winning something. It's kind of like we talked about with the Wyatts. Remember how I kept saying that like they've got to put a title on Bray Wyatt right. like it's just running. Like that's how I feel about Enzo. I mean, these guys they didn't win no titles down at NXT. Right. They come up here, they're getting over hard. Right. And they still haven't won the titles. And it's crazy because like WWE will put the belt on somebody that, like, hasn't even... Look, I mean, Finn Balor came up straight from NXT and just got the Universal Championship, right? Right. He wasn't, he wasn't super over yet on the main roster. No. These guys are super huge. They're <laughs> super over. And they won't put the belts on them. You know, I, I, don't, I don't understand how that decision-making goes, but it's got to be done here, man. Now... I, I see where you're coming from on that, but and this is something that you and I have talked about, Jam and Jason. Do they not need to put the belts on them because they are so over? Do they put belts on people that possibly need the belt to make them a bigger superstar? What do you feel about that, Jamie and Jason? See, for me, Enzo and Cass, they've kind of fizzled off. Okay. Uh, when Enzo started hitting on um, Rusev's, Rusev's wife. Rusev's Lana, wife, yeah, Lana. Lana. Mm-hmm. That was kind of it. I'm like, that's a... That's a dick move. That's that's, that's kind of a heel move. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I mean that 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 storyline just didn't and, make sense to me. And they can't go heel. I mean that just that yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. So they just kind of fizzled after that fact for me. I just at that point I I didn't like them. <laughs> Actually, you you I think that they could be good heels. You don't think they could be good heels? I think they're so over that if they I don't know if they put them over as heels, do they become anti heroes because they st- they sell a lot of merchandise and they get a lot of fans following them. But yeah. sometimes that works. Sometimes, sometimes that, does. that makes a better character. Stone Cold. <laughs> I, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it, it could it, be a big swerve you know, if that happens. Right. Yeah. If things keep going away, like we talked about last time, when uh, that the one city was were they in Chicago when the fans kind of turned on them, it was like, "Thank you, Sheamus." Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, if things continue to go that route, which I don't think that they've had any more reactions like that um, because they're pretty much over. But if things went that route, they would have to turn them hill. But I, my thing is. It, the, and I think Triple H just said this, that the person makes the title. The title doesn't make the person. Mm-hmm. So you putting a belt on some tag team that's not over isn't suddenly going to get them over. True. But putting a, t- putting a belt on a tag team that's over does more for the belt. The New Day were super over. So when they come out and they announce the two-time, <laughs> you know, your, your two-time tag team champs, it's like it means more. So You mentioned the New Day. Do we talk about this? Do we even hint at this? Yeah, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but um, there was a, a leaked video online in the past week or so. Did you hear about this? No. Video? I think you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I, I heard about Paige's leak. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Oh. So apparently Paige had a leaked video. Um, well, things like leaked photos, right? Well, it was leaked photos and videos. Ah, okay. Several videos. Yeah. Several videos. Uh, descriptive, explicit videos um but the reason where can the, i find them site <laughs> uh, i don't no. want to put over no, those no, kind no, of sites no, on no. here no um no. but the reason the the segue from the new day is because uh um and his name is escaping me right now uh xavier, xavier woods woods was one of the stars of some of these videos 
and so was former Raw general manager Brad Maddox, which I'm really confused about. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Like, we're not, we're not glossing over yeah. this now, okay? I don't want to gloss so, over it, but I don't want to put it over either. No, nah, no, nah, man. PG-13 no, man. Listen, <laughs> I think Desert Storm right destroyed that for us. We, we've bumped this up to R. <laughs> oh, this is Red Band right now. Oh, okay. I just have to know. So what's the contents of... Like, Xavier Woods, I didn't hear that Xavier Woods was, like, involved in this. Oh, he was. So, as in, like, him and Paige have been involved, or... Well, they were involved in these videos. I don't know if they were ever involved in any kind of relationship. But they... It, it seemed like more... Uh, in, in these videos, it seemed like more of a hobby rather than, like, a passionate thing. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it wasn't about love. It was just about whatever. Yeah. And um, there was... In some instances, there were, you know, some one-on-one action. And in some instances, there was some action that was being videotaped by the other person. And, I'm sorry. Oh, so, and, and Brad. This Brad is Matt. dirty and ugly ridiculous yeah. right now. As Alberto Del Rio walks out on the stage. <laughs> Are you right serious? <laughs> so, we've got Impact Wrestling playing in the background. And apparently, it's been very close to the content that we're talking about as things are happening. And, yes, Alberto Del Rio, who is currently dating Paige, uh, is now on Impact Wrestling. Well, I'm guessing these videos were from before that. I'm assuming they were. Yeah, they had to have been for a while. Why would she still have them on her phone? I, I don't know where they were, but it got leaked by somebody. Must be a hacker type thing. Yeah. 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 And uh, this was. And, and Wait a minute. You know a lot. You know a lot. So you've seen the video. I have. <laughs> And I did it clearly for educational purposes. Of course. Oh, my God. Podcast preparation. Podcast uh, preparation. Educational. Because, honestly, because there was co- there were comments and things made about it, and I didn't see any of the pictures and I didn't see any of the videos. I was curious. I wanted to know what, what the big deal is. I don't want to say big stink because it's going to be too bad. I'm sorry. I, don't wanna, I want to know what the deal is. So I, only, I watched once. And I saw a couple pictures. So what's funny about this is when watching Raw this past week, in the second to third hour segment, New Day popped up in a backstage segment. And everything I'm saying here is just terrible. But um, so basically, Big E and Kofi were bookending Xavier. And they both looked at him and he had this like look on his face like I just I, I messed up I did something like he was in trouble yeah and they both kind of looked at him and was like you got something you want to tell us and they actually said that to Xavier and he was like well yes the new day are the hosts of Wrestlemania <laughs> and so they teased the tease but they didn't of course they're not going to talk about it on WWE yeah. TV yeah. but they're the hosts of Wrestlemania so you can't very well pull them off the card but Xavier Woods is Huge right now, and I don't know how this is going to affect him. Well, I've heard, um, I've heard, I've read that this whole thing with the league, they're not going to punish Paige. So I assume that if Paige isn't being punished, nobody else is going to be I punished. Certainly um, hope not. They can fire Brad Maddox if they want. I don't yeah, know. just go ahead and fire him again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just call him up for good measure. You're still fired, <laughs> but yeah. So I, I've heard that she's not going to be punished. So I don't think anything else. But I think it's kind of good that they're at least in. Embracing it, that's funny. They are embracing it, at least a little bit. Hinting at it, because he got, (laughs) the New Day got a huge pop when they came on, and it's just all terrible, like, innuendos that I'm making here. But when when they came on the screen, it was a big reaction. Yeah. Huge reaction. And so. Huge. It was huge. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so, and Paige isn't going to get in trouble, which is good, because The Rock is currently producing a movie about Paige. Right. Uh, Even though it's not necessarily a WWE film, but it's. 
You know what I mean? There's a lot of a lot of stuff going on. All right, we can we can move. We, we, I'm we sorry, we even got off on that tangent. Good luck. All um, right. Uh, what's next? Uh, AJ and Shane. This is unfortunate. Unfortunate. Yes. Okay. Tell us why. Um, ask, and I think Corey Graves talked about this. Just not you go ahead. Way. I'm gonna get a swig of water yeah. for the working man. So AJ and Shane just not being. Um, Corey Graves talked about it on that one show that they have on network where he said that you know it's just not something he's looking forward to. Yeah. As far as um, when you think about seeing AJ Styles in a WrestleMania match, Shane McMahon is not the name that you would want to see put up against him. And I just feel the same way. It's just like Shane is like. I, I don't know, man. He just he does like the big uh, spot. He's a yeah. spot guy for me. Like, you know, he does like a big spot, and he did it on SmackDown this past week. He jumped from the ring to the through the table and yeah. put AJ through the table. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. And it's just like I mean, spots are cool, but what does he have to prove at this point? Nothing. Yeah. But what Shane. does AJ have? I mean, he's got everything well, to gain. His whole career is in front of him. Yeah, but Shane, like, what? I, I guess it's just a place to put AJ with a with a big name because Shane McMahon faced Undertaker last year in Hell in a Cell, and there was the big you know thirty five foot drop off the mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell. But I got another way to look at this. But Big Ugly, go ahead. No, no, go ahead because I'm going to jump off the subject. I just came to my mind, but I want to hear what you have to say. I just wanted to put out there that a long time ago in the King of the Ring, I think it was two thousand, that uh, Shane McMahon took on Kurt Angle, oh, yeah. and it was a no disqualification match or a street fight or something like that. Yeah. And nobody really thought too much of that before it happened. Now, granted, this is on a three hour pay per view with seven matches. This isn't on a six hour pay per view with twelve matches. Um, there could be one or two big spots in this match, but you know I, we didn't expect a lot of that, and that turned out to be a classic. Yeah. Um, those two beat the bejesus out of each other. There was a lot of spots, high spots. There was a lot of violence. Um, neither man was ever the same, and that match made both of their careers at that point in time. You remember that match? I do. When he put him through the glass match. of the set? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that King of the Ring. Yeah, well, I didn't see a whole match, but I, I mean, that 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 whole um, putting through, through the, the glass set. is like iconic. That is um, iconic but, at this point. But uh, remember, Pritchard was talking about that mm-hmm. and how Vince was like very upset because the glass wasn't breaking. Exactly. And Shane is just being tossed on his head. Yeah. Uh, and he was being like murdered because yeah. Kurt Angle was hell bent on putting him through that yeah. thing. And Shane was right all for it. He was like, man, we got to finish the spot. Yeah. Got to do it. Yeah. Um, so, not a lot of expectation out of this match. I kind of like the way the story is building on SmackDown, though. I do like the backstage sites, the backstage segments, and I do like that AJ in his first year because he, you know, had his WrestleMania match last year against Chris Jericho, um, and he lost. So. But AJ performed in WrestleMania within months of coming into the company. So this past year, AJ's been the champion, you know, for a while. So he needs to fight back up. I don't know if they'll turn him face for before his next championship run, but it's kind of it's kind of a what do you call it limbo? He's in, he's in limbo right yeah. now. So they need to they definitely need to him have him on WrestleMania. Do they need him facing um, Shane McMahon? No, I don't think so. This is where you could put a Finn Balor or a Samoa Joe. I mean, they're on the different shows, but I mean, this is where you could do something like that. Yeah, WrestleMania would be a good outlet for that. Absolutely, brand versus brand. So yeah, and they don't have they only have maybe. One, if any, brand versus brand. I don't think they have any. I think it's all Raw matches and SmackDown matches. Right. So Yeah, the Battle Royal maybe they'll mix people. Yeah, the Battle Royal will mix people. That's correct. Yeah. So this thing, this is not uh, WrestleMania geared, but I just want to say, so we we saw in Raw that Mick Foley is now gone as right. GM. Right. Um, I am tired of Stephanie McMahon. And I, I think the thing with me with Stephanie McMahon is, 
when you have a McMahon that's uh, in that authority figure, right. whether it was Vince or Shane, um, there could be some kind of payoff in the end, you know, for them doing those dastardly things and sure. oppressing them. But it's like with Stephanie, she gets out there and she just kind of buries the talent to me. And there's no payoff that can be had in the end. Hmm. I mean, she goes out there, she can say whatever she wants to any wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. And nothing ever happens. And like to me, it's just like that. That there's nothing that comes out of that. Like, you you know what I mean? I mean, I feel you. I, I'm just I'm, I'm like tired of saying it because I mean, this has been like past couple of years. At least with Triple H, same thing. Triple H was out there. He would do those things, and it's like, but you knew. Something was coming, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yep. eventually somebody's going to put their hands on Like, you know, remember when Rain spared the hell out of him? Everybody mm. went crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, finally. So, it... Now, does this tie into Stephanie being still on TV to tie into Triple H possibly getting back on TV and Triple H having this storyline, whether it's going to culminate in a fight or a match or whatever it is with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? Does that have anything to do with it, Jamie Jason? It could possibly, yeah. I mean, and I don't I mean, even... Do- Go ahead. I was just going to say, do we know if Seth Rollins is still injured? Is he able to have they, a match? They've been putting this up in the air. Like, yeah. like they, we don't... I feel like they know that it's going to happen, but they're trying to... They're trying to sell like it as, as he still has the injury. He still has an injury, yeah. and he's not going to wrestle. Because yeah. they had a doctor on Raw, right? Saying and he that's what makes me think, because yeah. they put a doctor live on Raw on the screen. And, you know, that makes me think it's more of a story, because they wouldn't even put him in the ring the week beforehand no. and have him take the beating that he did if he wasn't cleared to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, they, take, they, they care too much about that stuff to risk something like that. Oh, like, yeah. Especially when the concussion tests and everything yeah. they got now. Yeah, they yeah. Do you see anything from this fight, Jamie Jason? Triple H versus Seth Rollins? Yeah, I mean if the if the match goes through, I think it'll be a good match. I mean it seems like they're kinda of going the unsanctioned way, so no yeah. DQ possibly. Mm-hmm. So I think it could be a good match. Now okay. the question is, do you think Triple H is going to replace Foley as the Raw GM? I I hope not because this I would is cry. Kind of, yeah. What? That's what worries me. That's what That's scares what me. That's what I to say with a big ugly saying the same thing with Stephanie. We've seen enough of Triple H being an authority figure. We or, need a new face out there. Or is it Kurt Angle? See, that I'll take. I would smile. <laughs> there we go. Right. I can dig that. Yeah. Because Kurt Angle needs to be on television. He doesn't need to work, you know, that much. When he does work, he will. And he'll work, you know, somebody like Samoa Joe or something but, like that. But, but once again, if you're going to have Kurt Angle come back as a GM... Um, and oh wait, he's the GM. What, and what's Stephanie? What's Stephanie? Yeah. Stephanie's the commissioner, I think. Oh, they're and, commissioners. Uh, and they're GMs. Raw right. was the general manager. Was Mick Foley. So if if you're going to have Angle on as GM, the relationship between Stephanie and Angle has to be different than it's been between her and Mick Foley, where she kind of was just this dominant figure that wanted to bully Foley. At his job, like, and Foley was a nice guy. Yeah, exactly. I don't think Kurt Angle gonna play a- the nice guy. I mean, guy. No. right? Angle has to be that guy that's gonna give her some pushback where she just can't have her way with him because I, I just, I just like, I, I just get so sick of saying that. Well, there's the payoff. You see, eventually, him put her in the ankle lock. Oh, that's all Come on yeah. now. They ain't gonna do that. Come the, on now. The only time, the only time we, the only time, yeah, the only time we ever got a payoff was when Reigns missed the spear on Triple H and hit Stephanie. Yeah, that was like. The only thing we got. And that was like an accident. So. And and a couple years ago, Brie Bella and Stephanie faced yes, off at SummerSlam. And that was actually but she, And she good. won, though. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a weird... It wasn't really a payoff, but it was uh, because the, the decision went the other way. But right. anyway. Um, yeah, so that there's a lot of a whole lot of WrestleMania content. Where are we? How long have we been talking to the Dirty Old Wrestling we, we had an hour 45, man. That's about I what just, we do. Yeah, I just want to say that uh, real quick. Neville... 
Um, Aries, Aries is going to be good for cruiserweight. I agree yes. with that. Yes, they need a big name. They need him. Absolutely. Yo, he's going to be good for them. And Neville's been great as a heel. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 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 Who would have thought? I, I never saw him. Right. <laughs> when, when, when I had Neville NXT, I was like, I thought to myself, this guy could never be a heel. But he's doing a good job. Yep. I hate really the. Whole, I don't like the whole king thing. I, we talked about that. The Vince yes. must have some obsession with British guys and needing <laughs> king gimmicks. All right. But I'm not with that. But Neville's doing a great job. Absolutely. Um, he looks vicious. Dean versus Corbin. I just don't care. I don't think anybody does. Yeah. It's one of the last matches that was booked for WrestleMania. Yeah. And and it's not anything against those two guys because I actually like both of them. I do too. But I, I just. You see anything out of that match? I Dean think it's going to be a good match. Cor- yeah. I'm a Corbin fan. Yeah, I really am. I think it's going to be a good match. I enjoyed Corbin um, a lot more when he was in NXT. And as they brought him up, it's not that they weren't doing anything with him. It's just what they were doing. I think they can do better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, my I have to talk about the championship match. Um, Orton versus Randy. All right. Um, the main event. Yeah. I just have one word written, and that's boring. Really? Yes. Even I, with I'm this, not, I'm not excited. Dramatic storyline with the sister Abigail and the turning on the family and, and and the two great talents in the ring. You think that's going to be boring? Yeah, man. I just I just I didn't like the way this played out, man. It just wasn't very. You saw it coming there, didn't you? Yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe I mean it's it was very expected. Even though they tried to swerve us for several weeks, yeah. it still came back to the same place. Right, Randy Orton run the World Rumble. Right, he gets the main event at WrestleMania and as think, he should. And I think I just had this vision in my mind of of Wyatt being a champion with the Wyatt family, and people just having a hard time getting a belt off of him because he's protected by his Wyatt family, and just being that heel champion. Yeah. With the stable, you know, kind of like we talked about Evolution earlier, right. like Triple H when he was with Evolution and, you know, these champions that have these stables. And I felt like that would have been perfect. And it's like, Wyatt is never over when he's by himself. He's never had a he's never had a good time. All right. Tell me. I got something for all right, you. You got me. Go I got ahead. something Go for ahead. you. Right. Jamie Jason. So what if this is all you we think we've seen the swerve? What if the swerve happens at WrestleMania? What if they fight? Beat the bejesus. That's going to be my new word, apparently. I don't know why. Beat the bejesus out of each other. And Bray Wyatt wins decisively. And Randy Orton, in the end, I don't want to say he lays down, but he concedes. And he gives the title to uh, Wyatt. And because he even said he'd never fight his family, he would never fight his his master. You know, is this all a ploy to bring the Wyatt family even together, even closer bring luke harper back bring in an outside maybe another member or something like that um and then bring them all together and then the last thing you see at wrestlemania is wyatt holding the title being flanked by randy orton and luke harper and it all and you get that you know that thing at the end where the it just goes off the air and cuts what do you think about that that'd be great except there's no way that that match goes on before goldberg and lesnar yeah no i don't know about that i don't know about that before, I got something for that. But, Jamie Jason, how do you feel about this match, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt? What oh, do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I think I would like it better if Orton was more the heel and Wyatt was more the face. Okay. I think that would work out a little better just in today's day and age with and the way Wyatt is Completely just so popular. Agree. Yep. I, mean, I agree. He's extremely popular right now. And, right, and I think that's what's. I think that's where this could get over at the end. Yeah. Now, this match has got to go last because it's got to be completely dark. Because and I think the Undertaker and Roman Reigns kind of goes before this. It's got to be completely dark for their entrances. 
And they've had this problem before at outdoor WrestleManias. It's going to be dark by that time. But, but they're on the East Coast, so they'll be fine. I understand. But they, it's, it's going to have to be dark late. I mean, real late. And I don't – I think Goldberg-Lesnar, honestly, is not the main event. I know they're billing it as the Raw side main event, but they're billing the main event as Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt because Randy Orton won the main event at um, you know, Royal Rumble. He that's, gets the main event. So it's got to go last. All right. Hey, I, I want it. I mean, that would be cool. But here's the thing. Wyatt you, family swerve it. But here's the, the thing. You swerve it, but so Orton burns down the Wyatt compound, and then all of a sudden he's like, hey, no, I, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm, I'm really with This you. is all a Bray Wyatt plan. This is all a, a what, vehicle for Randy Orton to help Bray Wyatt get more over. Okay. That's, this is my opinion. This is me, uh, what do you call it, fantasy booking. You're booking, okay. mate. You feel I, me? I like it. Okay. I'm feeling it. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, we could be talking about this a couple weeks from now and be like, well, they, they just, you know, dogged us all. But who knows? Um, so sure. let's uh, let's let's do predictions real quick. We've talked about a lot of stuff. We're, we're going into almost a two hour mark. Let's go up the list and let's do predictions from uh, each of you. And then I'll throw in the prediction at the end. So Ambrose Corbin, Corbin, Ambrose Corbin, Corbin. And I'm going to go with I want to see Corbin as well. Uh, Shane McMahon, AJ Styles, AJ. Shane McMahon, AJ Styles. Uh, I'm going to say AJ. Okay. I want AJ to win, but I don't know because they could fuel the storyline even more, but I like AJ as well. Neville, Austin Aries. Neville. Neville, Austin Yeah, I'm Aries. thinking Neville's retaining. Think it's too early for Austin yeah, Aries? Yeah, he, um, he just got back. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good match, and it could be on the kickoff show, but I like it. Um, let's I go think ahead. they need a long-term champion for the Cruiserweight. Yeah, just thank you. Yeah, it, it's too substance. soon to take it off of yeah. Neville. He's doing a great job. So absolutely, uh, John Cena, Nick Bella versus Miz and Maurice. I'm going with Miz. I'm going to swerve. That would be nice. How about you, Cena? Definitely. Yeah. Most likely. Uh, but, but. If we go with this, past, is, this is my heart here. <laughs> I, lo- I know what you want to have in yeah. Jam and Jason, and I feel you. But I think Cena's going to win. Yeah. Um, just because Cena always wins. How about uh, we don't have all the participants yet, but the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Jam and Jason. Possibly the Big Show. Thank you. Uh, two times. This is his last WrestleMania because there's some rumors that he's going to retire next February-ish when his contract runs out. Mm-hmm. Possibly the Big Show. Okay. Just as a thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. How about you? Um, I'm gonna take a no name. Whoever whoever's from NXT. Okay. That's good. Somebody who I don't know who's going to be in it, but either somebody that they're pushing from NXT. It could be interesting. And we haven't talked about a lot of NXT on this, uh, and there's not a lot of people that I would think that would come up, but that could, that could be because the same thing happened last year because Baron Corbin didn't even know he was going to be well, in it. I would say, you know what? If I want it, uh, Samoa Joe. There you go. That's good. I think that Joe might be somebody that they might. Is be. the battle royal beneath him because they're pushing him as a monster? Well, they're pushing, him, but that, but I think that this could help push him more as a monster. Good like idea. Joe just went through 29 people. Okay. You know, and then yeah, I feel you. <clears throat> Or, you know, if Braun Strowman ends up being in there. If Bra- if Braun Strowman ends up being in this match, he wins hands down. Right. In my opinion. That's true. Um, Raw Tag Team titles. Uh, Gallows Anderson, Sheamus Cesaro, Enzo Big Cass. Sheamus Cesaro. Okay. I'm uh, going with Enzo and Cass. You, want, you don't want them to fizzle out because you, you say if they don't win, they're done. They're, they're finished, man. I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with Gallows and Anderson just to be different. But I also want to see another feud between Sheamus and Cesaro. I don't think they, they could last forever together. Gallows and Anderson have already fizzled, okay? they I think that they did what you were talking about. They they put titles on guys yeah. that just weren't over, yeah. hoping they would get them over, and it's just 
not working. Like, yeah, I would hope a WrestleMania I don't know. win. The Bullet would... Club doesn't work in America. No. apparently, <laughs> it doesn't hurt that they had Roman Reigns beat both of them, but a few weeks ago, yeah, off the door, so yeah, that's just kind of. And then they kind of did a whole comedy gimmick with yeah, that was New terrible. Day. Yeah. That was it, terrible. It, they they took the AJ Styles needed to stay with them longer in that Bullet Club to like really get those two over. Yeah. Um, I, I feel you. Well, I mean, I, I say they I say they win. They give them one more shot, one more push, and if it doesn't work, they move on. Um, Alexa Bliss versus the entire SmackDown women's roster. Do we see anybody from in there, Mickey James, Carmella, Becky Lynch, Natalia, or do we see a wild card come out of somewhere? How about you? Mm, I'm going with Mickey James. Jamie Jason with Mickey James. Yeah, I, going I old had school. the pleasure of refereeing her match one time. That was pretty good. How about you? Going old school. Hold on, man. Uh, you have TNA on in the background. I do. And why is Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy fighting a kangaroo? Okay. <laughs> this is a real kangaroo. Oh, uh, right? yeah. That's no joke. Yeah, that's no joke. Like, what the flip, man? <laughs> like, like, and it's funny right. because this is the last segment that they did on because, you know, their contracts were up. So they didn't do any more footage or any more segments. This is actually the last segment they're playing for them. Wow. Which is weird because they were going around winning the tag team titles from all around the world, and that, that kind of fell off, and now Jeff's fighting a kangaroo. Yeah. Kangaroo's weird. All right, I'm sorry. But anyway, said we're talking women's. about Alexa Bliss yes. versus the women's roster. Alexa Bliss Who wins? retains. Mm-hmm. Swig of water for the working man. Um, I got to go with that, too. I think uh, they push her. And, and we're going to see uh, in Carmella's corner... Any man with two hands can make it to WrestleMania. Um, so we're going to see him in there. Uh, what about the women? Bailey versus Charlotte versus Sasha versus Nia Jax. Damn it, Jason. Sasha. Sasha, really? Okay. I think I think we're going to see Sasha turn on Bailey. Uh, you know, it's kind of been setting up that way. Yeah. And Sasha going to turn heel. Yep. Okay. How about you? Um, and we said Sasha and... Wait, this is a tag team match? No, this is Bailey versus Sa- Charlotte versus Sasha versus Nia Jax. Four-way for the oh, title. Oh, four-way, right. Um, I'm going to say Bailey retains. Okay. Um, Got to go with Jam and Jason here. Got to say Sh- Sasha turn heel. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of cards shuffled in the deck, no pun intended. Yeah. So you, so you think Sasha will win the belt and... I think she'll win the belt, and then if and she doesn't do it on WrestleMania, she'll do it on Monday. Yeah. She'll turn heel. Because, you know, they'll have the little thing in the ring where there might be a rematch or, you know, oh, I love you, girl, I love you, girl. Boom, right in the face. Right. Done. Um, Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens for the United, United States Championship, the irrelevant title. Um, how about you, Jamie and Jason? Kevin Owens. Okay. I'm going to say Chris Jericho because... Owens, I think that, as Jim and Jason said earlier, I think that what goes next is Owens and Lesnar. And I don't see them. There's no reason for him to win that belt. If, I feel you. If they're going to go that route. And Jericho's on his way out to go back out with Fozzie, I believe. So I think this is, I mean, it'd be nice to send him off. Everybody would expect him to lose if he was on his way out. So if he wins, that's good. But it just gives Kevin Owens more fuel to the fire. See, I'm kind of thinking Kevin Owens is going to keep the belt or the win the U.S. belt. Okay. Um, because, you know, Brock wins or Bill Goldberg wins, they're part-timers. So that could still be, that could elevate this U.S. title to be the t- I title. I like role. that. Very true, man. Good point. Very true. You know, is it too late to change? So, no. I mean, you <laughs> can change. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm Cena gonna, elevated I'm the U.S. Go. title back when I'm he got go it. So. Right. And, and, and also, considering <laughs> Jericho, like you said, is going to be going away soon, yeah, as far it as wouldn't make sense for him to retain. So, Owens. Okay. Kevin Owens. I like that. Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. 
Your favorite. And potentially Braun Strowman. And potentially Braun Strowman. But if it's just Undertaker versus Reigns the way it's booked right now, who goes over, Jane? I think Undertaker wins, and then Reigns destroys him afterwards. And goes full heel. He needs to. It's That's about time. I think time. I going to save him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't... I, I'm going with uh, uh, Jam Jason here. I don't care if Strowman's in it. I think Taker wins. Perfect time. Perfect opponent for Reigns to go heel on. I mean, the crowd is already against him, but mm-hmm. y- you go heel on Undertaker and everyone in the world hates you. Yeah. So, Well, you put him against the Undertaker even beginning, and you're just setting him up to get booed. Yeah. I mean, but now they're actually setting him up to get booed. If they don't take this opportunity, I, I don't understand the booking team in WWE. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I'll tell you, we do some good fantasy booking here. I like it. I, I say uh, Undertaker wins and Roman Reigns goes full, full on heel. Um, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. I think we talked about this earlier. I go Lesnar. Jeremy Jason. Lesnar. Yeah. Lesnar. Everybody Lesnar. And we just talked about this a few minutes ago. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. I say Bray Wyatt retains and the whole Orton fan, or I'm sorry, the Wyatt family comes together. And swerves us all. How about you, Jamie Jason? I like that. Bray Wyatt retains. Yeah, I think Wyatt retains. I don't know about the Wyatt family. I do think that there will be something else going on there. Even if Luke Harper decides to come back into the fold to help Bray Wyatt against Orton. um, Or they bring Eric Rowan back because I know he's been away for a long time. Yeah. And and the original Wyatt family come together. I would love it. And I still so. have this crazy idea of the Hardys joining the Whites. I don't know. After <laughs> after watching the fight a kangaroo. Hey, like, fight a kangaroo, so <laughs> it, it's not far off got, to be a part of the Whites. Guys so. wearing sheep masks. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Kinda... That's crazy. So uh, we got a lot. We, we, we talked about a lot. It's been a great podcast. It's been a while. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, you know, EWA Sweet 16 Desert Storm Apollo Cruise here earlier. We hope you've enjoyed us talking about WrestleMania. We want your comments, so please put comments on the Facebook page. Send us emails at dirtyuglywrestling at gmail.com. I've enjoyed um, being here. Thanks for Thank you, me. Jam and Jason. I was about to thank say, you. we were going to thank you. Yeah. How, and you've enjoyed yourself on the yeah, podcast. You'd come blast. back again? I would, definitely. That's, that's what I'm you talking about. You guys would have me. <laughs> we appreciate you. We, we appreciate your take on EWA and WrestleMania. Um, and we will have you back again, possibly even to talk about when we wrap up WrestleMania uh, next month. You know, sure. So we'll yeah. let you know. That'd be good because that'll be like, since we all predicted, we can come back together. And, and be all like, oh, we, we were all like, yeah. I should have wrote all the predictions. Right, yeah. <laughs> we'll remember that. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to have a podcast. I'm going to uh, change it to whatever actually happens. Right? <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I knew it. I called it. I, called oh, it, yeah. I, I win. Uh, no, but, uh, yeah, we're going to be uh, exciting WrestleMania week coming up. It's always WrestleMania season. It's very, very exciting. Um, and again, we want to thank all you listeners, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. And we're also on Twitter now, you know, at uh, Twitter. Yeah, at the DU Wrestling Podcast. DU Wrestling Podcast. That's right. You just made the list. At, <laughs> you just made the list. That's right. And uh, Facebook, Dirty Ugly Wrestling. Definitely check us out and uh, listen to it, share it, listen to it again. Um, you know, tell everybody, subscribe, like, right? Follow. And, uh, you know, they got the little hearts on SoundCloud. You know, you can favorite it. Yes, you favorite. Know, all kinds of good stuff. So iTunes, SoundCloud. Whatever Stitcher. is positive on that particular site, do it. <laughs> yeah. And you all been doing it because we've been, as, as Big Ugly said, we're blowing up. Yeah. So we apologize for the snow. Mother Nature kind of kicked us in the butt. But we're back. We're back. There you know we know go. Saying? There we go. That's that back. familiar sound. Uh, so you know we're almost coming up on one year anniversary, man. We are because it was just about WrestleMania time last year when I was Absolutely. coming back from Dallas in April. Yeah, we did this. So yeah. our, our WrestleMania wrap up. Right. 
Our WrestleMania wrap-up is our one year, man. It's wow. going to be. And uh, we're going to have to have a big show. Well, you know, we'll, we'll have a big show. And, and Jam and Jason, you're welcome to come back for that. Okay. And Thank y'all you. want DJ services. Y'all want karaoke services. Y'all want to have a party time. Not Desert Storm party time, but party time. A JT Moore party. That's right. You know, like a, <laughs> like a funky town USA party. Hey, hit us up. FunnyPapa7 at Yahoo.com. Mikey D, Greenleaf3 at Yahoo.com. Check us out. And Big Ugly will come out and support but he might not sing. I will not sing. I will eat all your food. Ah, <laughs> well, that'll be good. So uh, we're going to wrap it up here for the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much. Jam and Jason, what's your final words for this podcast? Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's this is the biggest one ever. The biggest podcast The biggest ever. podcast <laughs> ever. And, uh, Did you hear the Mick Foley podcast? I'm sorry. Which with, one? With Jericho. Mick that, Foley. That they Jericho. finally had Jericho. That's one I haven't listened to yet. Okay. It was pretty good. It was, it was pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah, they did a good job. I'm going to put this over. You know, you got to go out and listen to all those other podcasts, especially JR. Again, condolences. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, listen to his. Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Tossin. Bruce Pritchard and Tony Schiavone. What happened when? WCW. You mean Conrad and Tony. I'm sorry. Did I say that? You said Bruce Pritchard and, Con- and uh, Tony Schiavone. I'm sorry. Bruce, I was like, what? Bruce Pritchard <laughs> and Conrad and then Conrad and Tony Schiavone. I'm sorry. I get them all mixed up. Uh, Vince Russo's podcast, Booker T's podcast, uh, Eric Bischoff's podcast, Jim Cornette's podcast. But Just show I, love to podcast. Show love to podcast because it's a fun world. Uh, I want to just put this one out there. I was listening to Chris Jericho talking to Will Wheaton, of all people, star of Stand By Me 30 years ago, uh, one of the stars of uh, one of the Star Trek shows coming up. Yep. Um, he was Wesley Crusher, I believe. That's a pretty good wrestling name, isn't it? Um, and he's been on the Big Bang Theory for a long time. So Will Wheaton, he talks about board games, uh, being a big proficient of board games. He talks about uh, being a WWE fan when he was a kid. So that that's a really good podcast. Will Wheaton is a fantastic guest, so check out Will all right. Wheaton. Um, for all of us here at the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, we're going to finish this off as we usually do. Come back for more uh, interviews. Come back for more podcasts. Check out all the archives. But we're going to do three. We're going to do two. We're going to do one. And Big Ugly's going to say... Deuces. Ah, and Jamie Jason said it too. Deuces, we out.